0: You know who's not top ten?
1: In your opinion, J. Cole. J. Cole. In my opinion, he is.
0: What? That's not. No, you you don't think that. In my opinion, he is. You don't think J. Cole's top ten? I, think,
1: top 10? I I put him like about nine or ten.
0: No, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the Summer 16 Podcast, the podcast between two friends that met, you guessed it, in the summer of 2016. My name is John Bowie, and I'm here with my dog and my good friend, Day, or Tot underscore seven on Instagram. And we're back on this Wednesday, like every other Wednesday with a new episode where we'll try to figure out how to combine our different views, experiences, and beliefs to talk about anything and always leave here learning something new. On today's episode, we definitely got a few things to catch up on, whether it's some of the new TV shows out there or our running work. We're going to cover a few current events, but not too many today. Talk about a little bit of the NFL draft. And just our overall feelings about the NFL in general. Finally, for our Teach Me Something section, we have a little bit of listener mail that has a few questions for us. So we're going to cover some of that, ranging from things like how we chose our professions, a little bit about research, academia, alien stories and young adult novels. As always, we'll finish with our AVM section and we'll have that information available to you in the description. So without further ado, what's
1: good dog? Not much, dog. You know, it's Monday. I'm here. It's been a really busy day, but you know, I'm here. I'm glad to, you know, to end the day, you know, talking about, you know, this this shit that that's been going on. How Uh, how about you? How was your run today, man? Uh it was good. I had I had an eight o'clock class this morning. And I was done at eight fifty, and that was all I had to do today as far as work. Okay. And then uh, around nine forty five, I you know I hit the pavement, and I, uh, it was a good run. You know, it wasn't too hot today in Seattle like it was last week. Uh, I kind of got lost a little bit, so I ran a, an extra mile, which you know, whatever. Flex. And you know, <laughs> I had Flex. some good, I had, had some you know, good views, um, a lot of elevation, but overall. You know, I think I think these these halves are getting easier and easier each time you run them. Cause at first the first one you're like, oh my God, I feel so bad. And that like right now, I'm like, you know, I feel not so bad.
0: Mm, interesting. Interesting. Uh so yeah, just a little back, backdrop. This we've been doing half marathon Monday. This is our third week in a row. And so uh I also did my half marathon today. Um, you know, it's, it's really nice to hear you saying that, you know, oh, the half marathons get easier today really sucked for me, dog. Like (laughs) I'm hurting, like, like week one was exactly like you described, you know, getting back in shape week two. I feel like I flexed. I was sub two hours today. It was hot as hell outside. I ran after my afternoon work meeting or whatever. So it was like pretty hot outside and everything. And I was just in the sun for a significant oh, portion of yeah. my run. It just took the life out of me, if, even with my
1: camel back. The thing is, like, if you don't, one, like, no two runs are the same. So, like, next yeah. week, I, I might come back and say, that shit was trash. Yeah. But, like, today today was just happened to be, like, you know, it was overcast a little bit, and it was, like, nice and windy. It was, like, mid-50s. Yeah. So, like, of course, if it's, it was super hot today, I would have been struggling. But yeah. um no, no two runs are the same, and, like, I don't think you should get too down on yourself. Even if you run like a a three-hour half, which is not gonna happen. Bro, I did not not run a three. Don't play don't play. I'm saying I'm saying if you did, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Um the next week you might come back and run like a a 140. Who knows? Like facts. Facts. No run, no two runs are the same. So
0: to Um, be fair, I was uh I was like a 210, 210, which is still pretty decent. Like for as hot as it was, and like I'm just out there dying. Uh, I did get some fire photos though oh yeah um, fire photos
1: i, like, I just reposted yours
0: yet. yeah i got a i got a fire photo this week and uh shout out to uh a coworker. i got i got these new running socks um they're like the marathon ones and they kind of look like the chicago flag you know in honor of our uh yeah. of our chicago marathon and so uh i'll be rocking those on marathon mondays half marathon mondays so we'll see you so,
1: yeah so I mean, if anyone else wants to join us in this endeavor, yes, we're gonna keep going. You know, as long as we're quarantined, or you know, as long as or you long- know, we all we, we feel like, as long as we feel like doing it. Obviously, to be honest. Um. So, uh, I, it's a couple of my friends who've actually done it with us. Like Gray has done it. He did it like the last two weeks. One of my friends here, Rufario, he did it the last two weeks. So, um, I'm trying to get as many people. You know. In a gang as possible. Oh yeah, I
0: have a I have a couple people on I talked about it last week too, but there's some people working up to the half marathon right now. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the guys who did it with us week one, he's bouncing back. Uh he took like a week off. He was kind of injured a little bit, had a foot problem. So he's yeah. gonna start he's gonna start working back in. So, you know, hopefully in a couple oh. of weeks we'll get everybody back rocking. We should we should definitely post something on the podcast though. And yeah. on the podcast IG page when we're uh doing that
1: yeah and i feel like everyone some people no matter how hard you train are not they're not gonna be able to run a half marathon so i feel like we should kind of open it up to like just get 13.1 miles total on, on monday like if you want to oh. do like you're gonna you bike 13.1 or if you want to do split your run up into two parts or three That's... parts and then just add them all up to 13.1 miles it's still on monday so as long as you get the miles in like get them in however you can so, because not not everyone, yeah, you know, I am realistic. Not everyone is able to Facts. to do to do it. Facts. So, Facts.
0: man, I I mean, I'd even take like one point three miles. Like, if you're just like, if you're just somebody just starting out, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Why not? Or three point or 3.
1: one. Or three point like, one. That's
0: one point three. Three point one. 1. Like, yeah. like, do what you do. Just, I'm I'm happy as long as people are moving. Dog, we about like to start doing uh like. Quarter marathon, eighth of a marathon, like, <laughs> who cares? Like, who cares? We just, we just hashtagging it.
1: Just get moving, you know, get that, like, the cardiovascular, like, health up.
0: What? How many, with it. how many K is a half marathon? Is that like 20 K? Uh, 21. 21 K?
1: Yeah. And then a full is 42. Interesting. I
0: thought it was an even number, dog. No, a, a full marathon is an even number. Forty. Oh, I mean, like, like zero. It like rounds to zero.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I'm not sure about the like the the point. it's, it's twenty one something. Interesting.
0: Good to know. So yeah we'll, yeah, we'll 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 post some stuff on the on the gram and uh, get people involved. We can do half, quarter, eighth, tenth, sixteenth of a marathon. Sixteenth like, of a marathon. I, Just be, do whatever you want. Let's get active, man. Why not? Why not? Um, so how was your weekend, dog? Did you uh you've been checking out the shows? Uh we got a uh, you you really um had me feeling some type of way after last week with all your Jordan <laughs> hate. Um but uh, we got episode three and four of The Last Dance yesterday. What you think?
1: Um I I liked it. I liked it because um as I remember like I vaguely remember, you know, actually watching it. You know that robbery in person. Um, I mean, I remember. I remember like watching it, but like not old enough to understand like all the intricacies of like the game and how like how much people actually hated each other. Like, um, give a I quick summary. Album, give a
0: quick give a quick summary of the the
1: episodes that were um, okay. So so this today, yeah this three and four are basically centers around. Um, the Detroit Pistons and a rivalry that they had with the Chicago Bulls. So, like, um, in the 80s, it was, of course, in the, like, beginning of the 80s, it was, like, the NBA was ruled by mm-hmm. um, the Lakers and the Celtics. Um, yeah. The Celtics basically had, you know, Kevin McHale, um, Dennis Johnson. Um, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. So, uh, Danny Ainge. So, like, they had, like, their super team and they, like, were were just, like, Running dominating. the NBA, yeah. dominated, and then it, w- it would have kept going. It had they had Len Bias didn't die, that's another thing. But oh um, man, like imagine that squad with Len Bias, but crazy, crazy. Um, so then it took it took the Pistons a while, but they eventually, you know, took like the throne from the uh, the, the Celtics. And then the Celtics, you know, I don't know if you most people have probably heard the term the, the bad boys. The Bad Boy so, like, Pistons, yeah. Yeah, Bad Boy, I mean that's was in Celtics. The Bad Boy Pistons, sorry. Yeah. And um so like I think they, they met in uh in in 90. No, 89. It was 89 and 90. Yeah, right? Yeah, eighty nine the first time. And then like, you know, they had basically called uh what's called the Jordan rules. And Max. like they would just beat the fuck out of Uncle Jordan every time they yeah. came to the hole. And it was like the 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 bad boy pistons were like this is in the NBA when like you could like punch somebody in the face, and like slam them to the ground, and you would get like a technical foul. But you could stay in the game, like yeah. it was wild back then. Like the referees were just like, "Oh, I, I mean, which woman me to do? They might yep. punch me next, so I'm, I'm not gonna say anything." Yep. But um, so like in um '89, basically they uh they made light work up. not light work, but they they beat the the Bulls, mm-hmm. and then um then it came back like, in next year, and they talk about how like um. They talked about how Phil Jackson basically came up as a coach, a player first, and then he played for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Came up, and then he became the the, um, the coach and assistant coach, Doug Collins. And then Doug Collins was uh, basically kicked out by Jerry Krause, and he became yeah. the coach. And then the next year, they get, they pushed the Pistons to Game Seven, and then still got so beat like, up. Though they got they got beat up, and they talk about how Scotty had the migraine, and he got the he migraine took, game. Yeah. He, took, he took shit for it, which whatever. It's so bad- the
0: one, the one thing that uh, kind of stood out, like you know, as you're talking about, it's it's basically describing that whole changing of the guard between the bad boy Pistons, who ended up winning the NBA championship in '90 uh, 90 and '90. 90, no, '89 and '90. Yeah, they won yeah. an in '89 and '90. Um, and yeah, like you like you said, they had the Jordan rules, where they just you know peeled Michael Jordan's head, but you know that kind of created you know i think even jordan would ad, would admit like that experience kind of created that monster that you know became the the legend of michael jordan right um mm-hmm. but then you know the the second episode kind of went into the relationship with dennis rodman and how yeah. you know cuz he was on the bad boy pistons at the time that they was whooping him mm-hmm. up and then he became the dennis rodman that we all started to that we yeah, all he, remember nowadays he, after he dated madonna
1: yeah, he went he went to the Spurs. Uh, to the Bulls. The, he went to the to Spurs first, but he went to the Bulls during the second during the second three-peat.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Second three-peat.
0: Yeah. Good call. Right. Well so and yeah. so with with the documentary. With the documentary they do this thing where they talk about that last dance, the ninety-eight season, um, uh, but then they'll go back in time and talk about the things working up to it. And so
1: yeah. Um, I, I like that aspect. Is, like it's not yeah. it's not like you know, a linear like time frame. They just yeah. jump around a lot. I like that.
0: I mean, so okay, so there was a there was a comment in the episode. I wonder I wonder if you believe that this is true. Uh Dennis Rodman said that uh there would have been no second threepeat without Dennis
1: Rodman. I believe that. You believe I, I that? Definitely, I definitely I definitely believe that. I definitely believe that. Like like Of course you do. You just you just want
0: anything to be just Jordan slander, bro. And it's, it's not Jordan slander. What are we talking about? I just feel like he just
1: be. It, 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 it's it's a be team. It's a team game, and like like Jordan even said himself, like they needed Rodman, like especially like those, that
0: last season, yeah,
1: yeah, like those like those those like especially like in ninety in ninety um ninety eight like.
0: Well, Scotty like was out.
1: Yeah, like that. Not even the other season. That, that final series, that shit wasn't close. True. Like even game six, like it took a buzzer beater by Jordan to like you know the iconic push off on Byron Russell. See, like push off, Jesus Christ! It was a push off. What are you it's talking a about? Anyways,
0: it's a basketball play.
1: I know, I know, I know. Just shove him in his back, right? It's cool, but I mean, whatever. They didn't call it, so whatever. It's it's a good basketball play, but like, <laughs> like I like without Robin, I'm I'm sorry, like. Who who was their big man in that second three p? Luke Longley? Like, come on, son. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. it was no. it,
0: him. It was him and Horace and Scotty. Like Paxson was Paxson was the starting point guard, right, for the second three p? Or no. was it? Oh no, it was Steve Kerr at that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, Paxson was gone by second three p. Paxson yeah. was gone by the second three p. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Rodman did play an integral part. But one part I wanted to go back to was the whole handshake thing with the Pistons. Like, oh. walking... They're walking off the floor after they lost in '91, yeah. and then not shaking hands. Like, who, like, who do you side with?
0: Okay, so well, just just a little context, right? So we were talking about how they changed the guard between, you know, the Chicago Bulls kind of rose to prominence, beating okay. the, beat the Detroit Pistons. The yeah. So okay, so '89 '90 season, the Detroit Pistons whoop the Bulls' head, and they go on to win the championship. You know, I think there was one season that they didn't lose. Uh, a, a playoff okay. game to anyone except the Bulls, right? Like yeah. they were rolling everybody. And then in the 90 season, well, after that 90 season, you know, Michael Jordan, the dog that he is gets in the lab and everybody just starts weight training. And, you know, he's trying to change that narrative that he's not just a score. He makes everyone better. He's trying to get into that Larry Bird, Magic Johnson conversation. And so come the 91 playoff se- uh, series, uh, uh, the Bulls ultimately come out on top of the of the even Pistons. even with
1: the, even with all the, like the flagrant fouls and everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. the The Pistons were still trying to do their Jordan rules, but it didn't matter. Like Michael Jordan was in was there to inflict pain, and Scotty was there, like not going for any of it. There was no migraine game, uh, and
1: ultimately, and they added, they added some important players too. Yeah, like, I,
0: like,
1: I, like Horace Grand and because. They got they, 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 yeah. I mean that that was a part of the like the narrative. Like you have to like bring in players who can. Like, they got rid of um, they got rid of um. Why am I drawing a blank? Um, Charles Oakley. And like they brought in other like players who can like like actually match up. Yeah. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So good point. And ultimately, after the Bulls ended up beating the Pistons. In that 91 Eastern Conference Finals, uh, in that game seven, the Pistons just walked off the court and didn't shake uh, With like, the other teams, Like hand. seven
1: seconds left in the game.
0: Yeah, there's yeah, there's seven seconds left. And and there's a there's the infamous video of Isaiah Thomas like kind of like ducking down, like he's trying to like hide as he walks behind like Lambeer or whatever into the tunnel, so he doesn't have to shake anyone's hands, even though the two years prior. The Bulls bowed out gracefully, shook hands, and you know took that L. Um, And so, so your question was, where do I side on that?
1: Oh, also, don't forget, like uh, Isaiah Thomas did talk about how when they lost to the Pistons, when 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 they finally beat the Celtics, the Celtics didn't really shake their hand either.
0: Yeah, that was kind of that was interesting, right? Because. The one player, they tried to walk off, but then like they were talking to the, each other, and then like one of the guys shook a hand, but then the rest of the team kind of just dipped off. Yeah, he was trying to make some excuse, like about how like that's just what we we didn't we didn't shake hands when we lost. Like,
1: it's bullshit. It's bullshit. But you know what? You know what though? You know what that sounds like you know what that sounds like? Players like old, uh, old players like in the in the nineties today. How they talk about players now? Oh, uh, uh, when when we. When we replayed, uh, we they were no friends on the court. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, y'all players now soft. So, like, it seems, it, it, was, it sounds like the players in the 80s are now talking about the players in the 90s the same way. So, like, every generation before always thinks that they they were so much harder than the, than the generation coming up. And, and, like, that bothers me so much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I,
0: BS, though, right? Because, like, they even showed in episodes one and two where um during that, I want to say it was the 86, 86- Season when the the Bulls lost in the first round against the Celtics, but like yeah. one of the games, you know, Michael Jordan is 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 in the middle of the playoff series and Michael Jordan is playing golf with Danny Ainge, right? Like it
1: yeah.
0: was, I mean, but everything was still like some level of friendly competition. But you know, well, I mean, the Celtics were, knew
1: the Celtics knew they, they they weren't about to lose to the Bulls. Oh no, hell no! So they was like, hell yeah, I no. will go golfing with you. Know. I don't care. Facts. Yeah, yeah I mean, you are about to go home anyway. Yeah, facts. Y'all about to go to the crib and
0: Mike and and Danny Ainge apparently took a couple hundred dollars off him. <laughs>
1: uh, but, but 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 one thing they didn't cover in the documentary is how like um, the dream team in '92 how how Jordan was instrumental in leaving Isaiah Thomas off the dream team because he, he didn't really fuck with him so, at like, all not like, not not didn't at all, like not he didn't mess with him at all. He's still to this day the, to this day yeah I mean but like. The, that's the part I wonder about, because, like, if you bring it up, if you bring it up, it, it kind of makes Jordan look kind of petty, right? Right? I like, just to say, to say, just like, this is one still one of the best players in the game, but nah, if he plays, I'm not playing. God. So, like, it makes me look kind of petty. So, just Jordan being, like, having, like, some, you know, directive or, like, some creative control over the documentary kind of makes me wonder, like, is that the reason why this that part of the documentary was left out? other story.
0: Uh, well, I think I think that's actually one of the things they're going to touch on in the next two episodes. I, I um, hope so. From the preview, yeah, it's funny. It's funny yeah. yeah, and so
1: because uh, basically <laughs> put, what happened was Lader on the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is the college player. They always had the
1: one college player. It's, they put Christian Lader on the team and they put Shaq on the team. Come on. So they, if you're going to put weren't in the same, they weren't in the same they, class. Yes, they were.
0: Yes, they were. I mean, Chris. Okay, to yes, be fair. Like Christian Leitner is like arguably one of the greatest college basketball players to ever play.
1: Fam. This is No, no,
0: no, like no, no, no. As a college <laughs> player, as a college player and a winner at Duke, Christian Leitner is easily top five. Easily top five. Shaq was way more talented, a better athlete, but Shaq wouldn't Shaq wouldn't putting up W's like Christian Leitner, bro. Stop it. Stop it.
1: This is okay. Okay, the the, the, question, is, this, the this question is, and this is not Duke bias. This is not Duke bias. Like the, 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 the question is, if you if you if you're picking somebody for an for an all star team or Olympic team, what are you going off of? Oh, yeah, team success at Duke, or who's the best player? Obviously, Shaq was better than than Christian Leitner. Obviously,
0: obviously, how? Tell me what was obvious about it. What was obvious about it?
1: Are you serious? It's This is ninety two, and. Yes. This is not, this is ninety-two, right? And this is still, still still a game where like big men matter. Yes. Right? So yes. you're gonna tell me that, that Christian Leitner is a better big man than than than, than Shaq? That's not even, necessarily even come what I'm out LSU.
0: That's not that's not necessarily what I'm saying, okay? But I think that it is it is not fair to sit here and say that Christian Leitner as a basketball player at that time was very highly regarded, and you know, arguably the best player in college basketball by all the accolades standpoint. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that he's faster, stronger, more talented than Shaq. But Christian Leitner was that dude in college basketball, undeniable. I'm not,
1: like, I'm not, and I'm not denying that at all. I'm not saying he wasn't that dude. But again, my point is, you already said he Shaq was more talented, and yeah, on, a, yeah. on a on a quasi quasi all star team, which basically the Olympic team. What matters most, like like, oh, he won a championship, so we're gonna pick him. Or who who can who can help us win better or more?
0: It's it's not that deep, dog. Quite frankly, it, quite frankly, Christian Leitner had won National Player of the Year that year. I just hate so Christian. He,
1: you said you hate Christian. Well, yeah, I, I, can, I can, can tell that you're like you got Duke hate in your heart. I don't, have, I don't have Duke hate Duke. I don't hate Duke because hate. I, I I love Grand Hill. Facts. I, I, I fuck with Jason Williams, Kyrie. Jason Williams, man, Cartier. that's such a sad story. I know, I know, I know, oh, but man, like I, I fuck sucks. with, I fuck with, uh, I, I fuck with Elton Brand, like tough. So man. I love Duke players. I just don't like Christian Leitner, and what like think I think Christian Leitner was. What did he do to you? I, I feel like in a, like in the Prophecy of his own home, he says "nigger" a lot. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just do. He, he just, he just, I just peg him as that type just, of guy. You
0: just, he, when you, you look at his face. You can just yeah, tell Yeah, 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 yeah. It's he, just
1: closet probably. racism.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to do a segment with you where I just show <laughs> you white people's faces and then you tell me if they say the n word at home or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, that's why I don't like him. And like, even in college, like I love Christian. Lee. I'm not Christian Light. I loved uh, Grant Hill, but like, like Bobby Hurley. Come on, dog. I I don't have Duke. I used, I used to hate Coach K. What? Not anymore. Why did you ever, hate Coach K? Why ever, did you hate Coach ever, K? Ever since he embraced the like the the one and done, and also embraced kids from the inner city, then I then I started liking him again. But like like well, him like, like only know? recruiting him only recruiting like you know kids from prep schools. It made me seem like oh uh, we we only want a certain type of kid at our college, and I didn't like that. Because I mean, maybe maybe because maybe because I grew up in an inner a city and I like if and like if like there was a, a kid who grew up in my area who was high talented I feel like yeah. there's no way Duke would recruit him like back then. So I, I don't like that. To be
0: fair, to be fair though, like at the beginning of Coach K's tenure there, like Duke wasn't this program that people think of it as now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. before that, before that. Christian Laettner era, era, like, they're, the big programs, what you had, like, UNLV, Indiana. you had Indiana, right? Uh, I mean, North Carolina with Dean Smith for a long time was way yeah. more of a respected program. So it's not like Duke had the cachet of walking into these inner city schools and being like, yo, we're going to get your child to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took, it took Coach K building a program to when he, when start
1: he, having he's that come, out, he's come out and, like, even like with the whole, like he, I remember when Elton Brandon decided he wanted to leave school early. Like,
0: yeah, he
1: got so much fucking hate mail because of like the like the reputation that Duke has built on on Coach K's watch about like, oh, we're not that type of program where like kids leave us and like you you're gonna stay all four years type shit. Like, I don't know. I, I just mean, I, what, I don't like that I, mentality. I
0: guess I don't understand why that's a bad thing, right? Like, you know, we live in a we live in a very hypocritical NCAA era where these are student athletes. And for you to have a program that's like, yo, we're emphasizing that we want students to be here for four years. Like we understand that we can recruit the best athletes, but for a long-term program, like, and if you want to continue winning, like, why does it benefit your school if you recruit the top players that are going to be there for one year? Like, you don't even have enough time to really learn so, how to so, play the so, game so, like so, that. So, so let
1: me ask you a question. If that's his whole philosophy, right? If that's, his whole, like, if that's what like, he truly believed, mm-hmm. like, to his core, like, why why not stay with that philosophy? Why is, he, why, is he, why is he recruiting what he does now? I mean... Because he wants to win, right?
0: Yeah, but it's it's a balance, though, right? Like, yeah, you need to balance talent with a depth, it's a team sport. Tune you need to balance like the talented sport, like, players with the depth of a roster. So you're the same way you could sit there and say that he's recruiting one and done players, you know, I could sit there and point out the Grayson Allens of the world. Not to say he's a you know great player, but
1: Grayson Allen was a one few... and done player.
0: No, I'm saying he's a four year starter for Duke. So like he was yeah. the captain of that team, and if, he was if, the
1: if he was good enough, if Grayson Allen was good enough to leave after one year, he would have left. I mean, maybe,
0: but also, like, in terms of Duke building a program, like, it benefits also, to have a leader there and for four and also years.
1: Fuck with, also, fuck with Grayson
0: I mean, I know you were going to say that. Like, I, I he, that's he's why. Dirty, he's a dirty player. Bro, I already said, not to say that he's a good dude. I already said that. But all I'm all I'm pointing is that, out. That's your man. That's your man. I did party with him a couple times while I was at school. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. I was you definitely did. on party buses with Grayson I mean, Allen and, and Buddy like
1: He's it's chill as hell though. He's cool
0: out. as fuck. He's cool as fuck. Like, but I mean, like, there's a lot of players that are on that team, like, that have been there for three, four, or five years. You know, like you had um uh, like David Robinson's son was on the roster, like filling depth on the of the big man position, right? Like
1: there um, yeah, um,
0: either. To you be said what?
1: Like, like I feel like name one player in the last 10 years who had the potential to go lottery for Duke, who stayed after one year. Who stayed after one year? yeah who had the potential who could have went lottery and stayed in the past decade Kyrie, uh, Kyrie played like, nine played games played like 10 games yeah
0: yeah 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 and
1: yeah, uh, that um uh what what's your boy's name um who plays for who who plays for uh sack now, big man Mar- Marvin Bagley one year
0: uh, um I you am, also got year. um you also got my boy Jason Tatum one year yeah so uh, they all played one year and they, Bro, and they Listen, I'm not saying that they don't get one-and-done players. Also, Zion, right? That's the, that's yeah. the most one. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an article. It's 16 first-rounders since 20, in the last seven years. Harry Giles, Rodney Hood. I think Rodney Hood played multiple years. Brandon, Egram played years. Brandon Ingram played two years. Brandon Ingram played two years.
1: Luke Kennard Luke Kennard okay Luke Kennard played three but, Luke Kennard was not about to be a first round draft pick after this first year but, he's not about to be a lottery pick okay I'm making
0: the argument here that you need a combination of extremely talented players with veteran leadership you know that can be reliable pieces to build a winning program so Brandon yeah Brandon Inger played one year Brandon Inger played one year uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure it was one or two I think Luke Kennard was three he
1: he says that um, he the youngest player drafted in the NBA at 18.
0: Brandon Ingram? Yep. He should have stayed another yeah. year, but he was getting busted.
1: But he but, but he's he's getting buckets now though. I mean he's getting buckets. Ain't nobody, oh, watching, yeah. ain't nobody watching him. Because he plays <laughs> like
0: ain't nobody worried about Brandon Ingram, bruh. The Lakers dropped his goofy self. I mean, uh, for Anthony Davis, of course. Facts. Um I don't know. You just be you just be saying some off the wall shit sometimes.
1: Bro. Actually, I don't. But, so you, you know, know, whatever. Shit sometimes. But, you, but, mad but, at, but... you
0: mad at you mad at you at Coach K like get out of here. Um What's... what would you want to say? Now say, so, speaking of TV, yeah.
1: um did, did you watch Insecure last night?
0: I did, man. It it had me triggered, bro. I was triggered. How so? I mean, so okay, so set the stage insecure season four it mm-hmm. was on it's it was season four episode three um and so insecure is basically the story of um the main character Issa Issa d and basically just living as a you know young black person in la right it's really that simple and so there's a lot of different storylines with you know relationships hold, and... hold
1: on real, real quick uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen this latest episode we're going to talk about it oh am i going to spoil i wasn't going to spoil with the summary no i'm saying we, we are going to talk about the episode. yeah
0: yeah we're definitely about to talk about it um
1: yeah, so skip forward if you haven't seen it yet
0: yeah uh you can skip to current events on the uh the timestamp will be in the description um but yeah, so it's a basically, you know, relationships, work, you know, all that other sort of thing. And just it does a really good job of accurately depicting what it's like to be a young adult in today's times when it comes to dating in your professional life. And so um, you want to give like the setup for the episode or what kind of the big controversial stuff was with episode three?
1: Um, yeah. So before I do that, I always want to say that um a lot of criticisms I see of the show, to me, are, are kind of um, are kind of dumb. Because people say, well, why won't she do this? Why won't he do that? Like, the show is called Insecure for a reason. Like, everyone on there is insecure, right? Facts. And so, if the show was called Secure, and everyone <laughs> did what they're supposed to do, it'd be people a boring-ass it'd, it'd boring show, right? Like, Facts. people wouldn't turn into that shit. But, like, Facts. just know that, like, a lot of this shit, I mean, it happens in real life, but, because people are insecure in real life, but, you know... It's for entertainment. So um, and it's
0: so relatable. So much of the shit yeah, is relatable. And that's why it is I was related. triggered. That's why I was it was triggered. Cool. Yeah. So
1: it, it, in this episode, uh, basically it's Thanksgiving. Um, and uh Issa's uh Issa's ex Lawrence or um I say Martin, whatever he, I guess his name is Martin Lawrence, but uh he um he's he's dating Issa's friend. I don't know how like, they became friends really fast, but whatever. He's dating Issa's and friend.
0: Coworkers, and co-workers. And co-workers for the block party, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work together on making Issa's block party. And the episode centers around, um, one, Issa going to her, hanging out with her brother. And, um, going to, like, their mom's house. And then not going to their mom's house. And then Lawrence going to, like, a Friendsgiving, or basically, I think, inviting himself. Well, yeah. I don't know if he invited... Well, we'll talk about that, but yeah. basically going to a Friendsgiving to, like, the girl he's dating. Uh, I don't know her name. I call it Condoleezza, but... Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's not condola. It's Condola. 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 Um, basically, going to Friendsgiving over there, and the I think towards the beginning of the episode, Condola and Lawrence walk into a, a coffee shop, or like a restaurant, and I think Lawrence walks in first and sees Issa there, and they're talking, and they have like a you know like, like maybe like a minute of back and forth like jokes,
0: and just to and just to give context, Issa and Lawrence previously had dated for five years, and they broke up after Issa cheated, and uh, all these other things, and they've been separated uh, for,
1: yeah, it was after she cheated, she cheated, after she cheated, but you have to give context to that. Like, she cheated. Well, I'm not saying why she cheated, ah, but before then, right. like, Lawrence wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, he was going through a bout of depression, which yep. is real. Yep, yep, like, yep. Like I've, like, I've been unemployed myself, and that, that, shit, is, that shit is real, right? Yeah. So, um, go through a bout of depression. He gets through it, gets a job, and then after he gets the job, and things are looking up in the relationship, then she cheats. Right. And then he finds out, and then she he breaks up with her. Yeah. So keep going. Keep going with your summary. So then basically, they like Issa kind of like gets out of Dodge and like leaves. And then um, during the Friendsgiving, one of Condola's friends gets drunk and basically says that Lawrence is her fuck buddy because she's she, Condola just got out of less than two years out of a fresh out of of a divorce. And he's feeling this type of way because he really likes. He really likes Condola. And um, so after after the everyone's leaving, after everyone's left, basically she uh he asks her if he's still if she's still caught up on her ex. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't want to get married. Yep. And then she's like, well, if anyone should be worried about her ex, it's me. And then um she asks him if if Issa didn't cheat. Would you still be with her? Which I thought was a very unfair question.
0: It's a very it's, unfair question. It's, yeah,
1: uh, like, of course he would. Like, yeah. What do, do we well, we'll get to into we'll that in a second, though? Just uh, yeah, so to yeah, finish so, it up. So to finish so it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish it up, basically. Um, they they go back and forth, and he he doesn't really answer the question, but then towards like to Issa's east at the restaurant with her brother, and like she posts something on on Instagram about like. It, they went to Mexican restaurant and her, and her brother was laughing because singers came out and she posted on her on her Instagram and then he replies, like, you have the auto reply, like, mm-hmm. laughing face and yeah. then, like, she immediately starts typing back and he's, like, about to, like, kick off some shit with his ex now. yeah So, yeah. I think it's gonna be a whole fucking train wreck. But that yes. was basically, the, like, the summary of the episode. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, You know, I think there was a lot of things that kind of, you know, came to, that's got people kind of up in arms uh, uh, about the episode, right? I know anytime, (laughs) and why maybe I'm triggered, right, is because, you know, you're talking about all the stuff with, you know, exes and how you navigate, you know, still being in the same circles, but also being respectful, you know, because Issa is now friends with Lawrence's current girlfriend even though it's only been like a month or two and so Issa knows him much more intimately than she does at this point right and Mm -hmm. even they had even they had a conversation where it's like hey you know Lawrence was like hey you know you know I know that y'all are friends or whatever but do you mind not talking about me you know like I want her to get to know me through me kind of thing which I think was was fair Um, but the fact that you know now he's sliding in her DMs and they're about to, you know, we we assume that they're about to have some conversation. It just invites messiness into mm-hmm. the whole situation. And uh whew, I don't know. That right. you to your point, that 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 question was incredibly fair like if none of our relationships you know had arguments would, would we still be in them, right? Like of, or of had course we Right? Like Would you? I was going to ask you. Would you get back with somebody after they cheated? But you know,
1: I think we talked about that. I think.
0: I don't think we talked about it on on air.
1: I don't think we talked about it on air. Well, okay. For me, I don't think it's a deal breaker. Um, You don't think cheating is? Oh yeah. Well, we.
0: I guess we talked about that. But yeah, you don't think cheating is a deal breaker?
1: No. I mean, circumstances around it like also play a role. Um, but like. I don't think it's an instant. Like, oh no, we're never gonna be together again. So, um, I but I don't fault those who say that it is for them. If right. that's the that, line for you that you you know that you like, I'm not. I can't fuck with you anymore. Then no, that that's you know that's on you.
0: Have you always oh. felt this way today? Have you
1: always felt that cheating is not a deal breaker? <laughs> is that
0: something that you have evolved into feeling?
1: Yeah. Man, listen, I used to be like, listen, if you, if you cheat on me, then uh, more power to you. Don't don't even look my way. And then I was cheated on. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> uh, I still love this person. Mm. So uh, I don't know. Maybe we can make this work. So, like, it's it's easy to say something like, like you know, I would never put up with this and this, whatever mm. or whatever it may be. Mm. Until you're put, until you're put in that situation, and then things look, look mighty different. Like what's your like, you know, in in that in that fire. So like, it's easy. It's so easy to be on the outside looking and, and say, like, "Oh, you cheat on me. It's I, over." I, I, I would do this. That's yeah. why I don't like when when I have friends who like ask me for like relationship advice. As long and then they, I tell them like what I would do, or like I give them my advice, and it's like if. If they don't take the advice, like I don't get it, I'm like one of those friends who like get offended. Yeah. Uh, because again, I'm not in their shoes, so it's easy yeah. for me to say, like, like dog, like, like, like forget her, like whatever. Facts.
0: But
1: I'm not in their shoes, so I you I feel can't, how can't. you feel. Yeah. So yeah, um, I definitely, I think I definitely only
0: take your advice with a grain of salt. Like, I mean, I'm also <laughs> stubborn as hell, so I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. But you have definitely told me some stuff, and I'm like, hmm. I ain't there yet, I ain't there yet, dog. Give me time. I gotta, uh, I gotta work on it, you know. And uh, I think as of late, that's been a lot of our conversations where I'm like, "Yeah, I hear you," uh, but I can't say that I agree with you. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure,
1: for sure, yeah. But but you know what? Like another thing that kind of like triggered me during the episode Uh was when she was having, when E.C. was having a conversation with, with her brother, and she was like, "Oh, you know." Like, I put in the time, blah, 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 and Condola is like ripping all the benefits of like what, like the time I put in to like yeah. basically building Lawrence into the, the guy that he is today. And yeah. I'm just looking at this, I'm looking at my TV like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why, I, do, you,
0: why hate, do you say that?
1: Because I, I hate when, like, it's, it's not, I understand that Insecure is like one of these shows that when people discuss it, there's like a clear gender line. Like, most guys are going to agree with Lawrence and most yeah. women are going to agree. With, with um, with Issa Issa, or whatever right? the girl is, yeah yeah, 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 whatever. And this is not a gender issue to me. Like, I just hate when mm. people get even like in friendships or whatever. Like, people aren't like people aren't projects. Like, you shouldn't go into any type of relationship thinking that, um, thinking that, well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna put
0: change somebody yeah, or
1: make them yeah. better, yeah. And then, and then hopefully, like, I get some type of reward or some type of like, um. Kick back from that. And then so if, if if I if I enter a relationship, right? And yeah. let's say, let's say I'm like, yo, the woman I'm dating, let's say she has, let's say she has terrible tasting clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, like, oh babe, you know, why don't you like try to think about like wearing this or this? And like I, I, I kind of like for lack of a better word, I kind of upgrade her for like her, like her swag, <laughs> whatever, right? And and I'm not going to be like If you break I'm not gonna be like, and I put her on to this and this, and like that's the things I get, and now she with this with this with this next dude, whatever, and now she all that she all swaggy and shit. But like I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do that because I feel like on the flip side, like if if relationships like a like a like a compromise and a give and take, she might have put me on some other shit that you know that whatever. So Okay, um, so
0: well hold on a second, hold on a second, because like like I, I, I see where you're coming from, but like in Issa's case, right? Like it's it's something beyond like it's something beyond like, you know, oh, he's dresses better now that he's with me, right? Like as you pointed out, like my man's was depressed. He ain't have no job. He mm-hmm. was like his ambition his ambition was hella low and stuff yep. like that. Like like my man's was in the gutter and like her being like the supportive you know significant other like she did help build this man up i'm not saying that i think it's right for her to feel obligated to reap that benefit but i can 1000 understand that it's like if you're in a relationship and you know you're with somebody and it's like hey maybe they have like these different insecurities and you help reassure them and now they're feeling more confident and then they go into their next relationship like being this you know healthier better person like I I don't think it's anything unreasonable to feel some type of way that's like, damn, like oh.
1: that's what I wanted you to be
0: the whole time, and now you want to act
1: right, like you got me that's... fucked up, G, like you got me All fucked right, up. So she she can feel how she feels. What what bothered me was the, and then this person's reaping the benefits. Maybe you could have reaped the benefits if you if you hadn't a fuck whatever dude's name on that like, dusty ass couch in the studio. Uh, like, <laughs> think about that, right? About that, right? You know, you're like, oh, I, I, oh. I, it, or whatever, but you was, you, you also bent it over too for some other, niggas, right? Whoa, I mean, right? that's facts. Yeah, she did but, throw that thing back. So, 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 yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. She, she, she didn't tell her brother that part. She exactly. just said that, she just said, exactly. well, you know, I, I uh, like, she's beefing my benefits of all the work I put in, mm. but she, like, like, does that, does that mean details?
0: Does that does that scenario change if there wasn't like that level of infidelity, right? Like, what if it was what if it was she was building my man's up, or or even like let's say she got fed up and she broke up with him, and that was the catalyst that sparked him on his journey to better himself, right? Like, like is does that not change the situation? I mean, she's
1: she, she's she's obligated to feel however she wants, but I just don't like the like like for instance, right? Let's say. Let's say uh I think it has a lot to do with with her and her current like life. Because right. if she was ha- if she's happy doing like with like if she had moved on and was happy, whatever, like mm-hmm. what, what Lawrence was doing wouldn't bother her. Cause she sees she sees Lawrence happy and she's obviously not happy with her situation. With her TSA she, buddy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so like I think that's that's part of the reason why she she feels the way she feels. Like, um, I had a conversation with my friends um through text earlier today. And then we were talking about the conversation that led to exes. And then I was just like, in real life, let's say I even felt that way. Like I upgraded one of my exes, right? I would I wouldn't I wouldn't know like, oh, now she's now these other dude reaping the benefits. I wouldn't know that because I'm not checking up on them like that.
0: Yeah, but in but in the situation that we're talking about, it's right there in your face, like this is somebody that you've met, you know, randomly and they and you, or you're seeing them out on dates and you're like like she made the comment. She was like, oh, yeah, like I, I saw Lawrence, um, you know, going on a date with old girl and he looked like he was about to pay. Like when he was with me, like this nigga was broken. He wasn't paying for shit like like it's in your face, like in the situation you're describing, like, yeah, you will never know what your exes are doing now because you don't got it. Tabs on them, but if that shit's thrown in your face, bro,
1: how's it thrown in face? Because like, I don't, I maybe I don't, like, uh, yeah, yeah, like Lawrence Payne, like for like, like Condola's like meal Facts. is like, Facts. look, look, Issa, look, look what I'm doing now. He, he like, just, you're right, like, you're right, you're right, you're like right, you're right. Like, she's, I think, I feel like she's taking it like to heart because, yes, like she, I feel like she still wants Lawrence. I at, mean, at the end and- of the day.
0: She' about to respond to yeah. that DM real quick. So, but <laughs> also, sure. but also, like he wants I her. think, yeah, I about to say, like I think as a question, as a question, you know, that Kendall asked him, like, would you still be with her if she didn't cheat? Like, you he know, with enough, with enough time and distance, like, you know, if you love her, like, does he get over
1: that? You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Yeesh. Yeesh.
0: Hey. Listen, uh, I, don't know, man.
1: I listen. I don't know about that. That that
0: life. Listen, man, I don't know, like, I think, I think, you know, one of the things that I've been on, just on my whole own personal journey is just like, forgiveness and all that other like, all that jazz and just trying to like, navigate how all that shit works. You know, I think you should definitely forgive people. And I think that we should all strive to do that. But, you know, where do Uh you draw? What do you draw? Where do you draw the line between forgiving them and then letting them back in your life? You know what I'm saying?
1: Where do you draw that uh, line? I don't I don't know. I I agree with you in some aspect. I
0: don't, I don't think, think that keep but, going, keep
1: going. I don't think you should get people for like automatically forgive people.
0: No, but you should definitely eventually like I mean, forgiveness isn't for the other person, it's for yourself, right? Even
1: even still. I just don't think that like if 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 really. God if, if God forbid it's my kill for my family members, I'm never gonna forgive you. I don't I don't care whatever. I'm sorry. Like I, mm-hmm. that, I'm just not built like that. Like there's some things that I feel that you would never get my forgiveness for.
2: Mm.
1: And I mean, I'm not saying it's it's, it's a lot of things. But yeah, there's no, certain, there certain lines that you can cross that I'm just like, yo. If I see you, it's on like, sight. It's on, it's on sight. It's on site. I don't care. <laughs> like I don't care. Like I'll like I can meditate every day and and yeah. and 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 pray, and pray to God and just find you know, peace. And, and shit. Yeah. But if I see you, I'm just it's 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 whatever. I'm picking up the nearest thing I can find. Dog.
0: Oh, okay. So that's a very extreme example you gave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's
1: what I said. It's, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. And not many things. I can only think of like just a handful of things that you could do to me to be to me what, to have what that. Would be reaction. be some other ones.
0: What would be some other ones? Killing someone. Uh,
1: killing someone. Um, being being the forty fifth.
0: Being if, the forty fifth president of the United States.
1: Uh, sure. Or like, if if I like if I have kids, like, messing with one of them. Okay,
0: messing with the yeah, that's like the protective shit.
1: Yeah. So like, it's not that many things, but like there are things that I could be like, yo. Actually, yeah. this may seem a little dark, right? Okay. But I actually sometimes I think about like what I would do like if I say I have a brother, right? And then, like somebody you do have, a, you
0: do have brothers.
1: I know, but I, I don't want to let's say I had a half brother. Okay. No, let's half a brother with my brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay. and then like like let's say somebody were like kill one of my brothers, right? Okay.
0: This like, is super I, dark. This is super I know, dark. I know, I know,
1: I know. But this is how it's where this is where mine goes. Okay. So like I think like on the outside, I would be like, you know what? I, I forgive you. Like, you know, we all make mistakes and God forgives you and I forgive you. Who am I to judge, right? Okay. But on the inside, like I'll be plotting your murder, like like how I'm gonna do it and get away with it. Like okay, it might be like it might be ten days, it might be ten years down the road. Facts. But I'm gonna I'm gonna murder you.
2: Mm.
1: I don't know. How I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna murder you. So like, I think I have that level of like, if you fuck with like 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 me or mines, like
0: yeah yeah, I have
1: that much. I have that. Maybe it's maybe it's because I'm like. I don't know. I'm partly psychotic, but I have
0: No, that- no, no, no. Listen, dog. Like, and, and maybe and maybe this is just a, a, a bigger concern is because I hear you and I'm <laughs> like and I hear you and I'm like, yeah, like definitely if you fuck with me and mine, like my my tolerance is next to nothing, if, if not yeah. like below zero, right? Like I could see myself like definitely being a in a place where it's like, you know, like God forgives, I don't. Like that's that's like where my mind instantly goes to. I would like to believe that, you know, for your own sort of well-being and, you know, mental health, that there would be some point in your life where you could find peace. I'm not even going to say forgive. Right. But just find peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I think having that level of hate in your heart, like crushes you, you know what I'm like? It's, it's something that you personally can't come back from. And maybe that's just going to be your journey. But like, I think forgiveness is a powerful thing. I just don't know if it's one of my strong suits.
1: Yeah, I would I would have to figure that out after I kill you. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll kill you by, and then I'll go to therapy.
0: <laughs> and then start by forgiving yourself for doing something <laughs> and throwing your life away. And then, like you know, hey. No, I mean,
1: then- I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I throw my life away. That's why I'm going to plan it. Like, it might, it might take 10 years, but I'm going to try to get away with it. But what if
0: you don't? You, I mean, you still like the ULF? I, I mean, if I don't, oh, well. Uh, yes, that's how I feel. It's like, fuck it. It'd be, right, it'd well. be worth it. Right, like, whatever. Right. I put the time in. Next time, I'll do better research. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just wrapping all that up, uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of, you know, Insecure is one of those shows that I think, um, you know, sparks just so many different conversations. So I can imagine we'll be kind of going back and forth on this for oh,
1: yeah. Sure.
0: Um, and, like, I think in a lot of these situations, it'll draw very close parallels to shit in our own life. Like... Because um, I just know, like, for me, I try not to be insecure in the shit that I do. But play us fuck up, bro. Play
1: us fuck up. Yeah. Like, no one's 100% secure in their, in their, in their life. I don't F- care who you are.
0: Facts. Facts. So, let's move on to some current events, man. Um, so, this past weekend... Um, Your favorite professional sports agency, the National Football League, um, had the NFL draft. It's a three-day event starting on Thursday with the first round, Friday with the second and third round, and then four through seven are on Saturday. Uh, For the first time, the NFL draft was completely virtual. Uh, They... You know, did everything via webcast. Even the players that were being selected. You know, they would cut to the scenes of, um, you know, the players at home with their families being selected. You know, to achieve their dream. Uh, So, you know, I uh, one of the one of the crazy things about it is just during the quarantine times. um, You know, it was supposed to be in Las Vegas, but now that it was virtual, it actually had. It was the most watch ever NFL draft. There were 55 billion viewers, and that represented a 35 percent growth from 2019. So it set, you know, several different records. So the one thing that I appreciated before I, you know, give it over to you to, you know, say how you felt is I appreciated the the fact that the NFL was able to um, give us some level of normalcy while we have no other major sporting agencies doing anything um the nfl was able to deliver the draft it was very well done the the production value was incredible um and you know i i I say big shout out to the nfl because i think the draft is one of those times that you know no team actually loses and every team gets to have a little bit of hope right for the future and that's kind of what we need at a time like this so um what did you think? Did you did you watch it? Did you care at all? Are you just um, like dismissing all of this
1: right now? Um, so as far as the NFL draft, I think even overall, um, even for this year, I'm not a fan of the NFL draft because one, it's entirely too long, it's like too many rounds and I don't like when it comes down to like, oh, the, he's like the he's like the like three hundredth and something pick and he's like a like a middle linebacker from from North Iowa University. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, University care. of Maryland, <laughs> Eastern Shore. <laughs> We're not a football team, so no. Um, okay. touche. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, it, I think it's boring. Um, Jeez. I think we'll talk about this in a second, but I'm not really a fan of football, I'm mean, not of the NFL. Um, but what I, what I did find interesting was the next day, like, all the, like, the videos of all the players. Like oh, all the players' girlfriends, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who basically embarrassed themselves on like national TV. I just think it's hilarious. Like, um the first one was uh C D Lamb who got drafted by the, the Cowboys. Yep. Seventeen yeah, I actually went and like like went to his, his Instagram page and like dude dude looks like he's like he might be that deal. But anyways dude to
0: dude's, dude's a, dude's a beast. He's yeah, a, so, he's easily the fastest receiver i think
1: yeah so so his girlfriend was basically there and he has two phones he has like i guess he has his main phone and like which a lot of people have his number he has like his burner phone Mm -hmm. so like he was he was checking one of his phones and he has other phone on his lap and his girlfriend her name is uh crimson rose if that (laughs) anyway like his name is crimson spelled c-r-y-m-s-o-n what a name crimson crimson rose so um she basically picked up his phone off his lap and tried to look at it, and he basically snatched the phone and was like, "Look, like look at her, like what the fuck you doing?" And like <laughs> the funny thing is, like the mom gave it gave her the same look, like, "Yeah, you're, you're wild right now."
0: You're goofy, shorty, and, and,
1: and basically she just embarrassed herself. And um, I don't know who it was on Twitter basically pointed out because when that happened, Trey Young uh, like retweeted and was like, "Not shorty," like he's like, "Nah, shorty," like chill out. And it, the funny thing is. That same crimson rose is Trey Young's ex girlfriend, right?
0: Then Trey Young, the point guard for the Atlanta Hawks right now, the, yeah, the 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 uh, all all star point guard, right? He made the all star team. Yeah, 18. yep,
1: yep. And so they both, Trey Young and CB Lamb, both went to the University of Oklahoma. So I'm not I'm not saying that <laughs> rose is a gold digger or oh my god, or she's chasing it. I'm not saying she's chasing the bag. All I'm saying is maybe a, she has a particular type. She's
0: attracted to I'm
1: men. and and then uh, uh Trey Young is maybe six foot, really light skinned. C uh CeeDee Lamb is six five, six four, six five. Uh about my complexion, dreads or um locks. So they're not they don't particularly look alike. Um they do have one thing in common. Um they're both first round draft picks. First-round draft picks. <laughs> uh, so I'm not saying she's chasing the bag, but she might have a particular type.
0: I mean, you know, she, you know, likes athletes. It happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she likes right. men in better shape. Yeah, so yeah, then, yeah. So then, I don't know this... Oh, sorry, Isaiah Wilson. Um, I don't know his girlfriend's name. I don't know that I care. Um, he got drafted, and, like you know, he's in tears. He kind of pulls the hat over his head. He's, like, you know, like, just so happy. I and, mean, like, his girlfriend just, like, kind of jumps on top of him. and It's like, oh, my God, we're so happy, whatever. And, like, she's, like, you only see her face, right? And then yeah. all, all of a sudden, you see that arm, and it's uh, Isaiah's mom basically, like, kind of... Stiff arms or right?
0: right? Like, like,
1: like, move, like, move out the way, like, you're in the, like, in the shot. And then she kind of, like, the girlfriend kind of, like, snatches her arm back, like, no, nah, I'm here. This is my man. Right. And she's like, right. nah, like nah, like you, like snatches her off and like, and then give like gives her like a finger back, like no. So so it, thought-
0: it's really it's really funny, right? Because you know you every time the NFL draft happens, especially the first round, where a lot of these players are, you know, almost certain to at least make the roster and you know have mo- a million dollar contracts, several million dollar contracts for their first three to five years. Uh, you know, it's always funny because you're usually sitting there with your family, and then for those that have, you know, girlfriends or significant others, you know, this is their time to, like, quote-unquote shine, where, you know, they try to, like, stake their claim and say, like, oh, this is my man, this is my man, and so, you know, like, the Isaiah Wilson one, and C.D. Lamb, and several other players, like, anytime they get drafted, the girls are always, like, got him,
1: got is like, the bag. If, if, if there's like a chick who's like, I want to fuck like, um, I want to fuck um, C.D. Lamb or fuck Isaiah um, Wilson, they're not gonna care that 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 you state your claim. Do you think they care? Like, more likely than likely, they they're not even watching the draft.
0: Oh, uh, they're watching. Like, they're trying to see where they get picked up so they can uh, they doing the um, they doing the uh, get out. They doing the get out move where they sitting there with the cereal and milk separated. <laughs>
1: But you know what? Isaiah Wilson's girlfriend reminded me of uh, Russell Wilson's ex-wife. Oh, like man. when talk about somebody Oh
0: my god!
1: A hundred percent. My god! hundred percent upgrade. Like shout out to Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson chased the bag. Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> and secured the bag too. Shooting while he's playing. It, man. But you said she reminded you of his uh, Russell. I don't know if you've seen that meme. It's like. When um, Russell Wilson got drafted, is like um no, we should make that the the cover art of his like it's a it's his ex wife just screaming like you can see all her teeth and she's just so happy and then who oh, would have known a couple years later like Dropped. she's out of here, she's out of here. So like I think that's like one of the, like the few stories in like um oh such a
0: right she's, she's like, she's like, there, like she's screaming like, with her whole mouth open or whatever like.
1: But he had you have know a dog line. in her lap. The, the Kanye line: Um he, "When he get on, he's gonna leave the ass for a white girl." Uh, this is like the opposite. The uh, opposite. Side on and and left their ass for a black woman.
0: Yes, a
1: fine yeah. one too, man. Shout out to Sierra one time. Yeah. Shout out. He wanted them
0: goodies, them goodies. <laughs> All right, so would cool,
1: you? Would you? Would you? Cool sidebar, would you? Chris cool Sidebar. Okay, would you? Um, do you believe that they didn't have sex before
0: they got married? I believe that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that. Oh
1: man, I, I, don't...
0: I got a better question. I got a better question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, would would you have married Sierra after she had multiple kids with Future though?
1: She only had one. I thought she had
0: two. Oh, I guess she is only one. Second, but like, second. would you would you have would you have like still wanted to marry Sierra even though she was with Future? You probably would.
1: Uh, um, yeah. Like it, it would was sucked on like all like the the drama that's surrounding like going to the courts and all that. But like, think think about how many like how many women like deal with like the bullshit that men do. to have like kids before they get married, and it's like still they still deal with like crazy baby mamas. Like, yeah. not saying it would be an ideal situation, but this is Sierra. Come on, though, yo. you would too. I like, mean, I, yeah, you're right. It's Sierra. <laughs> But like, is that the bar? Like, is the bar like it's
0: Sierra, or is this like any woman? Like, no,
1: not not any woman. She has to be worth it. What does and that I'm
0: mean? Not, what, does that mean saying, what does that mean yeah. to be worth it? What does that mean to be worth it? What does that mean?
1: What I mean is like, all right, so, like, she's uh, gotta have the bag secured. Like personally, personally, um, I I would ideally like to date a woman or marry a woman who doesn't have kids, right? Okay, because. I would like for us to like both of our first time having kids would be together, right? Okay. But if 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 she if she has kids, okay, fine. Um, if she has kids, fine. But then then like she has a crazy, crazy like bitter like baby's father. Okay. <laughs> baby's father. So, so- okay. So, I don't want to use that, you know. <laughs> that, but, so like that's that's like two that's like two like if you were like like a pro and con column, right okay like I feel like with a woman I say a woman's worth it like she has she has like all these like attributes or all these characteristics that are like, oh my god, she's like smart, she's funny um she's good she's good a good family woman like she's like i feel like um she holds me down, I hold her down the same way um and then on the con side she has. This crazy, this crazy guy who just won't leave her alone and won't keep my name out of his mouth too. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I mean, that's but,
0: a big con, though, right? Like that's, it, you know, that's but, your uh, peace uh, of uh, mind, that's your livelihood. Like, yeah, it, it, it is, it is.
1: But then I feel like on the on the pro side, when I say when I say worth it, I mean like if you're on the pro side, if you see all these great things on the pro side. If they outweigh the con side, that's that's what I mean. Worth it. Sure, that's fair. And then and then and then uh, also. Future be, future
0: be disrespectful too, yo. Future be mad. Like I feel like future, like, I he hasn't been in the media at least anything that I've seen him say anything. But like, I don't imagine that that's easy. Like, even like, even it's
1: very like, like,
0: <sighs> have you you've heard the story about how when the Seahawks play like visiting like away games that they play future.
1: in the stadium at the like like, like, dog like that would that would happen. and the the, the, the funny funny thing is like I feel like if if future met Russell Wilson like in a dark alley Russell Wilson will fold future in half dog think so I know so I know so like you think Russ got hands
0: actually you know what I thought so I follow Russell Wilson on Instagram he's like one of the only professional athletes that I follow, like Buddy, uh-huh. is like a whole saint. Like half yeah. his posts are, half his posts are like him at the Children's Hospital
1: in yeah. Seattle,
0: and mm-hmm. then like the other ones be him working out. But he's been posting hella videos of him boxing. G. like hey, I
1: think thing, Russ
0: is ready. Russ, is they'll, they'll,
1: those like the, the ones they be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna say anything. It's okay, whatever." Those be the ones you gotta watch out for because because when they yeah. flip, when they flip and turn that switch, dog, it's. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard time, yo. I feel like that's me. I be trying to be like chill and low
0: key, but like if I go there, like it's it's a problem.
1: I, I, I'm not even gonna front. I feel like the same way because like it's 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 really hard to make me mad. Yeah. But and, and I hate getting I hate getting mad too. But like I've been there a couple times and it's it's not it's not cool, yo.
0: Yeah, I've definitely saw black G saw red. Like it's like oh shit, I might need to uh meditate longer. Meditate. Like, I, don't
1: need, I, I don't need to catch a charge.
0: You feel me? You, I mean, you did just say that you would murder somebody earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think that shit is not sweet over there. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I said hypothetically, 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 hypothetically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of previewed this earlier though, but um, you know, I think we can both recognize there were a lot of positives that came from the NFL draft. Um. You know, just as something for, you know, viewers and people to, you know, watch, you know, other than Too Hot to Handle, um, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you ain't shit, yo.
0: I know, I know, I just throw that <laughs> plug in there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but what are your overall views of the National Football League? I made a joke earlier, but, you know, what, what where, do uh-huh. you, where do you stand?
1: Uh, at this point, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it. Um, yeah. I like each season. I'll catch a you know a game or two, probably mostly in the playoffs because like, or- I, yeah, or a Super Bowl or like even playoffs because like this past season, um, like a lot of my friends had like kickbacks because I have a friend, one of the brothers, you 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 know, you know Justin, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Justin's like a, a lifelong Kansas City fan.
0: Um, oh.
1: Chaz Chaz is a is a is a diehard uh, Ravens fan. Yeah. So like, like they'll have like kickbacks or whatever, and I like, you know, Brussels over there. I, you know, I go kick it, and it, it'll be, it, it'll be on, mm-hmm. and like, and then also watch a lot of Sports Center. So that's how I get, that's how I keep abreast of like what's going on in the NFL because of because of Sports Center. But I'm not like avidly, you know, logging on to NFL.com or or, or like watching whole games or even playing fantasy football anymore. So um, is it is it because of Kaepernick? Uh no, I mean I like what Kaepernick exposed. I already knew about the league, and um, and I had problems with the NFL way before then. Like, um, I think one of the issues I had with, uh, one of the earliest issues I had with the NFL is like the way they do like their, well, it sports in general way they do like their taxes of like. Tax, you said taxes. Yeah, when they want to build new stadiums and like they 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 have like taxpayers fund their stadiums. Even though, like the NFL makes like nine billion dollars annually, I mean, um, but you know,
0: it is a negotiation between the city and the.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, league, yeah I know that.
0: Right, like it's no, not just yeah. like taxpayers yeah. put the bills completely. That's why a lot of oh. cities lose teams, right? Like,
1: yeah, 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 I, I know that for sure, for sure. But I just, I that that never sat right with me. Um, I don't, I don't like. Um, so growing up, I was a, like up until I, I want to say college, I was a Niners fan. Interesting, um, Jay Rice and all that. Yeah, Jay Rice, John Clark, um, uh, Steve Young. Yep. Um, so, like, yep. Uh, even even the year, like, I remember the year they won the Super Bowl. Like, I had like, I think two years before that, I had my 49ers starter jacket. Oh, like, nice. I still remember the score. It was 49-7 when they beat the Chargers. I was so happy. But then, like, after I moved away from home, and I became, I, I, I started like appreciating like all the home teams because growing up, like I like I like the Magic for basketball because of Penny, I like the 49ers. Um, so like, but as, after I moved away from home, I became like a fan of all the home teams, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a Skins fan, and then this is like when I was Redskins,
0: Redskins. Well, I don't no, want to say that word. Redskins
1: fan. I don't want to say that word, but um, um yeah. The, 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 oh, uh, the Washington that? Oh, the Washington racial slurs. The Washington, racial slurs. uh, racial <laughs> slurs. Yes. But, uh but uh, so then I, I was living in and then um I said Charlotte I was living in in Nashville and then New York and then I was like oh you know I support the home teams whatever I had the baseball caps not the not like the football caps whatever and then I moved to Portland and before then I had never met you know a native like an actual Native American oh. and then like actually like meeting people, are uh, native people and like talking with them. And um I then one day I had on like a uh my hat and I was like, oh you know that hat is kind of I was like, ooh. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a, a actual um racial slur. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. So uh won't be wear this hat anymore. Right. And and then shout, so, out, like, to
0: Bo, shout out to Bo Jones real quick for his uh his uh Caucasian shirt that he'd be rocking oh, all yeah, the yeah.
1: time. That that shirt so- is dope.
0: You have one, don't you?
1: Uh, no, no, uh, no. I used to have one. I don't have it anymore. I don't know what happened to it. I did have one though. Um, but yeah. So like, after that, I really couldn't get with you know supporting the, the home team and that and like the the ownership is inept. So I can't. Really... So
0: so that was enough for you to stop liking the entire National Football League.
1: Well, I don't have a team anymore. Okay, and then um. Then the 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 tax situation with the stadiums, then the whole concussion shit. Like, um, I think that that played a big part of it too. And then on top of that, then the the Kaepernick thing comes into play. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, domestic violence. Uh, like, it was a couple, it, was, it was a it was a couple yeah. incidents. It was a yeah. it was a couple things. More than happen. a couple.
0: More than a couple. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, but it was what's what's dude's Ray name? Ray Rice. Ray Rice. With Not the, Ray Rice. It, it was like the, the defensive end who now plays who, who last played with the Cowboys? With the Cowboys and that and then he played like he did like UFC. Uh, I, uh he did the UFC? He did UFC. Greg Hardy. Yeah, oh so, right, 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 right. When he we played with the Panthers and I read like the I actually read like the transcript. Oh uh, like transcript of the, the police report. And like when like he was like beating up his girlfriend and threw her on a bed of guns and it kinda like like kinda had a gun to his like his girl, or wherever she was at the time, and I'm like, because there's no, like, the NFL, the way they operated was, oh, if there's no video, then whatever, we'll suspend you like two games or three games, and then when the video happens, then we'll just, you know, go, like, do what we should have done in the first place. So I I didn't like how the NFL operated when it came to, like, um, things like that. I forget which which NFL player who, who killed that man when he was driving drunk,
0: Ray Lewis. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no,
1: just. <laughs> oh, shit. What was that? Whatever. It was a, yeah, vehicular manslaughter or whatever. Yeah, I forget the NFL player. But, anyways, I just, it's like a lot of shit like, like that with, with players who basically I felt like. Was it Dante Stalworth? Dante Stalworth. There's a lot of players who so I feel like got slaps on the wrist and I just, I couldn't get over that. And then that on top of the Kaepernick thing, so I'm like, it's like one thing after the other that I just couldn't like, like jog with. So I'm like, you know, and then on top of that last thing, I feel like the, the actual product of the NFL, like the game, like me sitting there and watching the NBA game and me sitting there and watching the NFL game, I'm way more entertained watching the NBA game. Really? Um, I understand that you know the the NBA season is longer and it's like it's like a grind. But like I'm talking about like the actual game itself. I'm like NFL play happens forty seconds, another play happens forty seconds, another play happens.
2: Mm-hmm. Like they,
1: they, they, there are a couple highlights where you know like long passes, whatever. But like like if you're if you're if you're a certain team. That has like a high, like a like, like a high octane offense. I, I can like Kansas City. I fuck with Kansas City's offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore, same...
0: Baltimore, Baltimore. There's,
1: yeah, New England, Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's some teams who are just like, dog. I can't watch this. I just can't. I just so can't.
0: you're telling me, you're telling me, on any given Sunday, you'd rather watch an NBA game versus an NFL game?
1: Yeah, because I, I like the sport of basketball better. Now at about the least at this point. It's about the sport. I like the sport of basketball better than I like the sport of the football.
0: I, don't, I, feel like, I feel like let's take the playoffs out of it, right? Because I think playoff basketball, we can agree, is different from regular season. I think, you know, with the exception of, like, your Christmas Day games and things like that, where it's, like, big-time national televised games, most mm-hmm. NBA games are not enjoyable to watch during the regular season, right? Like, I don't – as much as I love basketball, like, I do not care to watch – the Sacramento Kings. I do not care to watch the Phoenix Suns. I do not care I'm, to watch the uh, Memphis
1: Grizzlies. You, you, you're tripping. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay, me, okay. D book. D
0: book gets baskets, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of teams in the in, in the NBA what? that I'm are tough. throwaways. That are throwaways, and
1: so, so, you're, so, average, so you're, telling, you're telling me you're telling me you're average, gonna sit down and watch. Uh, so You yeah. gonna sit down and watch uh, a Cleveland Browns versus Cincinnati Bengals game? Big facts with OBJ yeah, with OBJ wild, and, and, wild, and Baker. Okay, baby. okay, okay, That's okay. Now, now okay, okay. Better. My bad, my, my bad. Now, That's okay. So let me give you another example. You are you gonna sit down and watch a um a Cardinals versus uh a, a Bengals game
0: with Kyler Murray for sure. No, Larry I'm not. Fitzgerald, I'm not for sure. David Johnson for sure. I'm not and way and then, better. That's a high flying offense. That's exactly wh- wh- what you're which, talking which about. Sport like, has, which, which sport has more star power? Star like, power does not mean like, star power does not make a better product. Star power does not make a better I product. It I sells it more shoes. It sells more shoes. But like, in my, in my opinion, it does? I, I mean, it's, I, I, I would disagree. I would disagree that it makes a better product. I, like, like, LeBron James isn't on every single basketball game. Kevin Durant is not on every single basketball game. Steph Curry is not on every single basketball game. Like I think, I think from top to bottom, the NFL is a better, like, product during the regular season than the NBA. And as you even pointed out, the NBA has so many unnecessary fucking games that by the time, like, but for most of the regular season, it's just like I can skip most of this shit and just catch me when the playoffs come around. Just catch uh, when the playoffs come around. Gee, that, that's that's uh, the game. and then they don't even play the whole fucking game. Like you play, you play the beginning, second, third quarter is a wash, and then the fourth quarter, the last couple minutes, is when so, folks are trying to get buckets. So, like, so, on, so, so,
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing about oh, football on. that I, I don't like. One, the, people like the top matchups in football, right? Oh, this is the game where it's Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. When is Peyton Manning actually pay Tom Brady?
0: Oh, My god,
1: no, no, answer the question. Answer the question. This is like, uh, like a um, win. Does Pay Manny actually play Tom Brady? Like, like they're on a court like on the field at the same time playing each other. Oh my god, dog! Like, a- answer the question, please. When have you ever seen them on the field together besides shaking hands at the end of the game,
0: bro? Okay, it's a completely different sport, dude. Like, that's
1: the that's a ridiculous argument. That's my that's a ridiculous argument. That's my point, ridiculous. though. That's my point. My point is the actual sport of football was the actual sport of basketball. I'm more entertained by watching basketball because I can sit there and say, "Oh, I'm actually watching LeBron James go head to head directly against Kawhi Leonard." I can see offense versus defense, defense versus offense. That last game when the Clippers played the, the the Lakers, that shit was fantastic because from beginning to end, I saw LeBron James yes. sat, sit there and say, "I'm gonna guard. I'm gonna take this challenge and guard Kawhi Leonard." Right. So how
0: is that, how is, okay, so for starters, right, like obviously your best players playing against each other is more interesting than, you know, like a normal basketball game, right? But it's no different from having the Chiefs versus the Ravens, where you have Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, and both of <laughs> these guys, they're not on the field together, but they're still amazing athletes to watch. And there are, it's an entire like orchestration of athleticism that is it's a, an amazing product it's an amazing product so yeah I, if you want to if you want as the thing that's basketball like well well fuck it i'm going to take ravens fucking chiefs and i'm not saying, I'm
1: not saying it's take, not an amazing
0: product i'll take rams saints and they scored over 100
1: points combined like these are amazing in one in one in one game in, in like oh yeah. you no know what it happened one game once in the nfl it sure was good it was a good product and i'm telling you
0: and i'm telling you that from the best teams to the worst teams, I think during the regular season, the NFL is a better product than these throwaway ass regular season NBA games because, like, some of these I teams disagree. Are I disagree. Blue. I, disagree. Oh, blue. I disagree. If so it's they, not they, one of the they, top ten players, there they, are
1: shitty, there are shitty teams in the NFL. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah like every team NFL is good. To watch. No, I would watch. I would they're rather not. watch they're a not. bottom three they're NFL not. team than a bottom three NBA team. I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm not watching the Dolphins play play the Bengals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That shit is trash to me. That shit's trash. It's just that, and that's and
0: it's that's trash. that's worse. That's worse than the Detroit Pistons versus like the fucking Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, not the Memphis Grizzlies because John exactly, Roy exactly. Roy exactly. Is like, no, fuck you.
1: No, no, no. You know exactly. What I'm John exactly Roy's nasty, but because because it's it's powered by stars, right? So like in the NFL, like if I would walk down the street, right? I could walk down the street today, and I could be, I could be like, yo, I play, I play for the Cincinnati. I mean, I, I play for the Seahawks. You okay. could be like, you know, I believe it. He's tall. He might. I don't know. I don't because I, I don't see like in the NFL. This might what be does like. That
0: have to do, what does that have to do 10%. with anything?
1: What does that have to do with anything? I'm, I'm, I said that stars, stars drive a product. Not, not
0: necessarily. Not, oh my gosh. Not necessarily. It don't.
1: You just sat there. You you just sat there and said, "Oh, the best matchup is Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson." You you, you said two stars. No, no, what no, are you no, saying? No, 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 I'm saying that they're both great players to
0: watch, but that's not the entire thing. Like, there's they, several, why there's why tons of great, great players, players on, on those teams. Great,
1: why are they great players to watch? Why are they great players? Because they're good. They're talented. And, and they're stars, right? Because they're talented. They're stars because they're talented, right? So okay. stars drive that matchup. When 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 that, when that matchup comes on TV, who's what two faces they put on TV?
0: Okay. Okay. So they put their faces up there. Like that doesn't make it a better product. Today. Not putting
1: an Not putting an Andy Reid's face on TV. Yes, they do. <laughs> to, to, to promote the game.
0: Yes. <laughs> Andy Reid is that dude, bro.
1: Bill Belichick. Not, not promoting the game with with Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. They're gonna put Tom Brady's face on the TV, and right next to it, they're gonna put whoever's face the other star is.
0: The difference so, with the NFL and the NBA is that while the NBA is like solely dependent on stars mind you mind you this is why there was a significant portion of time where the NBA was doomed to fail before Magic and Larry Bird came in they're solely dependent on stars and so that's why you have shit like the 2019 NBA playoffs which had some of the lowest viewership ever because LeBron wasn't in the playoffs like they're they're beholden to just having, if it's not a good player in the game, that people don't give a fuck and they're not watching. The NFL has viewers because it is like, yeah, there are stars on the team, but but the teams are the product. The teams are what people are watching. And then when you have a good player, it makes it more exciting. It is great to have OBJ making one-handed catches and having Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. be a freakish quarterback and patrick mahomes throwing 60 yard touchdown passes like that is great but people are tuning in to watch these two teams of gladiators smashing to mm-hmm. each other like crazy i can agree yeah. with you on like the shit with the nfl being like terrible when it comes to like handling you know domestic issues and like some of the pr shit that they do but in terms of just like if we just look at a game Football is better during the regular season than ninety percent of your NBA I dis- basketball. Games,
1: I, I I disagree. I disagree. No
0: one gives a fuck about the Kings, bro. They are trash. Fucking, I disagree. Trash. You think that? Okay, think
1: the, the Dolphins. Are- the, the Dolphins are trash. What are you saying? saying- and even and even you're, with that, you're taking, one five of their
0: last like seven taking, games last year, and they were fucking taking,
1: good. They were playing you're taking, good. You're trying to take the worst team in the NFL in the NBA, right, and saying they're trash, and then and then compare that to like like the Begnuls who won fucking one game last year. Who wants to watch the Beg Who wants they're to watch them? Who wants to watch them? It doesn't matter. Who wants to watch them? <laughs> they won one <laughs> game last year. They won one <laughs> in fifteen.
0: And they just got Joe Burrow, so instantly they're gonna be more excited to watch they year.
1: They're trash that's why this past this past year they were trash. And they just got Joe Burrow and they're gonna once, instantly once be the game, a times game you watch. It. You said what? What's the best game you watched?
0: when I had a Bengals player on my fantasy football team?
1: exactly.
0: Which I think is not to be not to be dismissed here with the rise of fantasy football. The NFL I I, I would say I
1: I would say the NFL as far as fantasy, the NFL owns fantasy.
0: Yes, because the NBA has so many wasted fucking games that nobody wants to
1: sit there and set their rosters five times a
0: week. It's because it's
1: whatever was trash.
0: Our league was trash because I didn't want to set my roster five times a week. It's garbage
1: You drafted garbage players. Don't, no, don't, I didn't. Don't put did. on that. Don't put right. it on that. Because you, you, you can set your roster at the beginning of the week. Right. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, oh. we had a league with 10 people. No. John, when, when the NBA stopped, John was in ninth place.
0: I, but I wasn't last, though. And
1: yeah, that's because okay, I
0: stopped okay. setting my roster. I stopped setting my roster. John got in ninth time. place. Hey,
1: hey, for those of you don't wondering it. who was in first place. It wasn't uh, you. It, it was me. Go Go yeah. look at it now. Okay, it, listen. Was,
0: Fantasy basketball means nothing. I wasn't setting my roster. I know. You know, I know what? If you know. want to keep talking this trash, excuse like it. I will, I will, excuse I will play for real, and I will bust you Tunde. I will bust excuse. you. Up. We can catch, get on the court Tunde. <laughs> <laughs> We can get on the court Tunde.
1: You gotta get mad, yo. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see me on the court Tunde. I'm gonna have you gonna have flashbacks of what I gave that dub. What I, I know. I bust you up playing one on one last time.
1: I know. I know.
0: You can see me on the court for I real. I this ain't fantasy. This is real life.
1: So, we have some listener mail. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Come oh, on. Oh, man.
0: God. Okay. All right, everybody. For our <laughs> Teach Me Something segment of the day, we have listener mail. All right. So, let's uh, jump right into it, right? So, Tune Day. All right. So, there's going to be three parts to this email. So, we'll... Uh, try to cover all three of them. All right. So, so tune Dave. I think your educational background is super interesting. I'm a science third myself. Hashtag future pharmacist. How did you decide on research academia pathway? Why not medicine or another health profession? Also no judgment, LOL. So you really believe in aliens and ghosts, my G? I mean, I don't doubt that the MIB is real. I've met some professors. I'm ready to call Agent K. Laughing but serious. No, but seriously, you got to share some alien stories. It's only right since you told us the wild ghost stories. And have you ever been to Win- Winchester House? Um, I can tell you what that is because that's Donald okay. Last thing, I'm very impressed and enthused by your young adult novel game. I'm a softie, so I'm obsessed with young adult romance novels. My latest tri- trilogy was To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han. It's so good and super cute. I was in my feelings for days. Please check it out. Not the Netflix movie, because the books are way better. I probably have lots more to say, but that's all for now. I'm learning a lot about learning to coexist and difference from listening to you guys. This is something I personally once struggled with, and I'm... Always finding ways to better me. Keep it up, guys. You two are really amazing. Best Gucci Bandana. So, um, because, thanks, Gucci. Yeah, thanks, Gucci Bandana. We appreciate the email. Um, it's okay that you just ask Tune Day all the questions because I'm still going to talk anyway. But uh, Tune Day, <laughs> <Toon> Day. <laughs> for the first part, man. Um, right? Like, you know, just give us all a quick re- reminder of your educational background and, you know, why did research kind of stand out as what you leaned towards and ended up deciding for your career?
1: I got my um, Bachelor of Science degree in biology and my, um, I made, I majored in chemistry as well. And then after that, I did my um, PhD in biomedical research with a concentration in cancer biology and biochemistry. Um, so in our like in our in our program, you know, um in our class, so the PhD program is a pretty small class. I think our class had 10 students and then you come y'all come in together and like the first year, you all take classes together. And depending on what your research interests are, you go into different departments. So um for instance, you know my friends, um Kurt and Ashley. Yep, yep, yep. They they both went into cancer research as well. So like I studied prostate cancer. And Kurt studied breast cancer, and um, and Ashley Ashley studied kidney cancer. So, um, so we all that's how we we all became like really tight because we were all in the same department. Ashley's like I think like two years behind us. So, but me and Kurt ended up taking a bunch of classes together, and all our labs like in the same like hallway. But um, so that's how like I did the concentration in uh, cancer biology. But that was like, that's like what I like my I guess my credentials. But like research itself like I got first involved in it when I did my first um internship at my sophomore year in college of undergrad and I worked in this uh, photo photochemistry lab at UNBC um, or University of Maryland Baltimore County and I basically learned about different explosives um this explosive called uh, TNB which is similar to TNT or tri-natural uh, benzene mm-hmm. and we we're trying to come up with a, a machine to detect explosives by the um the fumes they gave off so that was like my first like real introduction into to research um and so so why would yeah. you so was that the
0: experience then that kind of led you to wanting more research versus like industry or industry research i guess
1: um so going into college um i kn- I knew that I wanted to major in in science, so um, I. But I I didn't think that I wanted to be like a medical doctor, mm-hmm. and at the time I was like I don't know we know if I want to teach either. Mm. So um so there's at our school if you want to be a biology major there's three different tracks you can take you can take biology teaching, uh, biology pre med. Or biology, non-teaching.
0: Is this so I, UM? Is this UMES or
1: Meharry? Yeah, I don't think you said yeah, the schools. Uh, oh, so this is so my undergrad. I went to UMES, University yeah. of Maryland Eastern Shore. Okay. So uh, because I knew I didn't want to go to med school, um, simply because at the time I was just like, well, I don't want to go to med school. I go to med school. That's another four years. That's four years on top of college, and then another, like, depending on what field I take. That's another mm-hmm. like residency, and and then fellowship. Like I didn't want to be in school that long. Fact. So, um
0: and on top I mean, of that, you still um, ended up being there pretty long for a PhD, though, right?
1: Yeah. And On top of that, it's like, I didn't want to pay. I, I was like, it's
0: that's hard because, yeah. Yeah.
1: like, med school is really, really expensive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You, it, it's it's nothing to come out of med school like only like three hundred k easy. Uh,
2: um.
1: Easy. So, that on um, that, the kind of turned me off in med school, and then also I didn't want to teach, but I still wanted to, like, be a science major. So um I think I talked about it, I think the f- second episode where I, I saw the movie The Rock and like I yeah. got pretty interested in science. So I was a non I was a um non teaching uh major. Mm-hmm. And then I had a I had a mentor. Her name is uh Dr. Kelly Mack. And and uh Dr. Mack was I would say for to be our mentor, to be my mentor, she was pretty young. Um I wanna say I wouldn't have gave her no more than than 32, maybe. Okay. Um, if that. Uh, but she she basically was started this program, this program uh, called uh, the Mark the Mark U Star program. So Mark is M-A-R-C-U um, and Star. So Mark U Star stands for minority access to to research careers. Undergrad student training in academic research.
0: That's a hell of an acronym.
1: Yeah. So, like, it's basically a program to to get um, more minorities into research. Because if you look around the country and look at, like, if you go to any, any like, R01 program or, like, high-rated research program in at at academia or a school, like, if you walk around, you, you won't see that many black faces at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You'll, you'll see if you if it's a a person of color you might see like a lot of Asians or like a lot of um people of Indian descent but right. not that many um African or African American people um so that that program basically was to get you into thinking about research and then um one of the perks is like I already had a full scholarship to undergrad but they would have taken over my like my tuition and um, on my room and board, they would pay for that, right? And on yeah. top of that, they, they they also paid for they also pay me a stipend. So I was nice. like, money on top of that. I didn't have, I didn't have any bills. Like gas back then was like ninety eight cents a gallon.
0: Um, back in nineteen sixty three. Sure, sure. <laughs> Actually,
1: you know what? Like even in like oh five, gas was like a dollar twenty.
0: It wasn't that bad. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, but um. But then, like that exposure in that program, I, I credit that program to really getting me into, like, thinking about research, yeah. Um, as, as a career, and and then like there was a student there who was a year ahead of me. Um, her name was Simona, and she when she graduated, she actually ended up going to Meharry, and she came back. We had like a research day at Eastern Shore, and she came back and was just like, "Oh, you know, I love Meharry so much." Think about it, like it's a it's a black professional school. It's an HBC professional school. Yeah. So everyone who goes there is either in the PhD program, in med school, in dental school, or in the Masters of Public Health program. That's yeah. the only programs they had. So um basically, uh Dr. Mack basically set up this like trip for all the seniors in the in the MARC program to to take a trip down to Nashville to check it out the, the campus. And I got down it and I was just like, yo, I was just blown away. So I was like, I'm, it came down to Meharry and Howard and then, um, ended, and then, and end, I'm choosing Meharry. Um, were but, you,
0: were you looking to specifically go to an HBCU uh, for professional school?
1: No, 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 no. Like um, before I went to Meharry, my, my choices were Howard uh, and the University of Virginia. Oh, very different schools, very different yeah, environments. For, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I, I was like, you know, I, was, I already went to a HBC for undergrad. It would have been a, a culture shock going from Eastern Shore to, to Charlottesville. Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah.
1: I know that much, but I'm glad I didn't go there. And then um, actually, when I when I went to Meharry, or when I'm going to grad school, my initial thought was I'm going to major in sickle cell research because sickle cell runs in my family. So okay. I was like, you know, what, be- what better thing to study than something that directly not directly affects me, but directly affects my family members. Um, so then I get to Meharry, and I'm like, I find out that you, as a PhD student, you have to work in a um, you have to work in a in a um, not, you have to work in a lab that does basic research.
0: Mm-hmm. and then, like just so, general research type stuff? Like-
1: uh research like on on human cells on animal cells on on animals themselves but Mm -hmm. there was only one lab in here at that time that was doing sickle cell research and it was a clinical lab oh okay and so i couldn't i couldn't do my thesis in that lab yeah just for the data collection more so right yeah 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 i working directly with patients and like it's a lot of things like a lot of red tape we have to go through and so the the school wouldn't let school wouldn't let me so i was like uh whatever So I I just picked a lab based on um, the techniques that I would have learned, and just happened to be. So why prostate cancer then? It it wasn't. I had no. It could have been whatever, but I just I had a good relationship with with my with my mentor or my Mm -hmm. PI or principal investigator. And then, like, she was um, younger faculty, and I felt like we got along really well. That that plays a big part in grad school, like how, how quickly you graduate. It's yeah. a lot of politics. There's a lot of politics involved. And so she was well liked among other faculty. So that means by proxy, other faculty kind of like me as well. Sure. So I, sure. I, I had to like I have to jump through like extra hoops or whatever. And then also she was a reg too. So I was like, we had like a good relationship. Oh finesse. But, yeah. So um so that, not saying not saying that she gave me an extra perks because I was a bros, but yeah, but like we just had a good relationship. So that's a interesting backdrop
0: because I also kind of had a foundation in research so you know I did my undergrad at University of Illinois uh, for electrical engineering and by the time I graduated I had done you know I'd done a semester doing um, like kind of like electronic music theory research I did a semester of that I did a year and a half and was published doing a research project with the speech and hearing science department, as well as um, I worked uh, at this spot called Research Park, where they basically collaborated with a bunch of corporations. And so I was
1: doing- That's in Illinois?
0: Yeah. So that's in Champaign, Illinois, at the University of Illinois. And so it's like a little bit right off campus. So I could just catch the bus, you know, 10 minutes off campus and then go do work. So I worked there for two years as well. Um, and so I was doing like image analysis research, uh, funny enough, my project was literally watching paint dry. Uh, so
1: they, (laughs) are you serious?
0: (laughs) I'm dead ass. So they had like 50 years of archived photos and it was basically a bunch of different paint on different wood panels. And the job was to kind of come up with algorithms and, uh, methods of determining which paints, weathered the best so that'd be different things like flakes cracking pinholes and all this other stuff so we were developing algorithms that would be like oh these are x ratio of cracks in the paint and so then they would take that information and then use it to like you know say oh here are metrics that say your paint is better than the others Mm -hmm. um, over the years so Not the most exciting research, uh, but I think, (laughs) yeah, well, but I I do say, I do credit the project that I did. with speech and hearing science uh, for being the thing that got me interested in graduate school. Um, That project was essentially looking at if there was some correlation between um, students that had uh, reading, reading disabilities and see if there was some, um, like cognitive or hearing issues, right? So if there was, like, maybe you wouldn't be able to hear certain vowel consonant sounds very clearly to see if there was a correlation between that and your ability to read at a high level. Um, Also, I was really passionate about that project because a lot of the students that were having the reading disabilities were black and brown kids, you know, from, from ages of, you know, I'd say seven to seven to 12 or so um so I wasn't there for like data collecting from the students but I did a lot of the data analysis mm-hmm. and the, so that got me excited to go to grad school where I ended up um continuing doing a lot of signal processing stuff uh so I, I so I did my master's at Duke um and I did a project based uh master's so I was doing a it was a it was a huge research project called uh um the x prize have you have you heard of this the x
1: prize
0: so yeah so uh, yeah so x prize so a big corporation will sponsor a challenge let's call it so you know google has done ones on ai and you know other big companies have sponsored so the one that i did was uh sponsored by shell the the gas corporation and they were trying to figure out a way to map the ocean floor so we were designing a system that was able to do underwater signal collection to basically have this sonar type system that would be able to have circuitry underwater, retrieving sonar data, and then map the ocean floor in a, in a way. Um, the project was, you know, a three year type of project. So I worked on it for uh, about a year and some change doing a bunch of like the preliminary research. Um, And so for me, that led me to kind of want to do still like R&D type work, but I felt like doing it in the structure of a company or a corporation uh, would allow things to kind of materialize quicker, right? Like for your research, you know, I think you've experienced how, you know, the research is great, but there's so much overhead, right? Whether it's funding or just... You know how to productize or market it when it comes from a company uh you know it's like we need to generate revenue along the way and so you start to focus more on use case and product versus just the hardcore research you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so that was um sort of my path the one thing though that i i will also credit to my ability is um you know intel sponsored me for graduate school so there's this Program called the Gem Fellowship. Yeah, it's called the Gem Fellowship, G E M. And basically, it's a university and a corporation that uh, partner to sponsor students for their master's or PhDs in any sort of STEM related field or engineering field. Um, So, you know, I was a master's student in software engineering at Duke, but a lot of my friends when I first got there were either PhDs in environmental science or you know, other master's students in different engineering disciplines. And so it promoted a lot of things. So, you know, I look at a lot of programs like this and recommend them to anybody that's interested in a uh, graduate degree, because um, there's a lot of companies out there that'll pay for it. And to your point of why not, why you didn't want to go to medical school or some other school like that, it's like, if I, I said, if I was going to go to grad school, somebody needed to pay for it. So, because that's a fat check you got to cut.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely
0: didn't pay for grad school either. And that's, shoo. I, I, I had friends who I met that were there, or like the international students, man. Mm-hmm. Like in Duke, and that's easy, like 100 racks in a year. Can you imagine, can you imagine paying 100 racks I'm for one year of college? I'm I said, super man, good. Wait, find me on Coursera, bro. Like, <laughs> um, okay, so let's look at the second one here. Uh. So first off, Winchester House. Uh, are you familiar? You're, so you're not familiar with the Winchester House. I guess you've been no. out here several times, but i never taking you over there.
1: Uh-uh.
0: So the Winchester House is... Um, how do I best describe it? It's basically like a haunted house, bro. Like a real-life haunted house in San Jose. Um, The, the story goes that um, it was owned by the widow of like the founder of the the winchester rifle okay right and you know there's there's a whole longer history to it but the as i understand it like as the lady was like building the house you know somehow the story was that if she ever completed that house that like she would die or like that ghosts were like haunting her and spirits would be coming for her. So there was construction on the house 24 seven and they started to build like these trap doors or like doors that led nowhere or like they wouldn't open because the idea was that it would like confuse the ghosts and that they, they couldn't like get her and haunt her. Right. The house has gone through several evolutions, like since the 1800s, cause there's been like terrible earthquakes and all this stuff. But they do like these tours and everything and you're like basically like on a real life as haunted house tour. Shit's low-key dope and it's actually like a little spooky uh, angle.
1: I might, to, I might have to check it out next time I come. They made a I, movie about it. They made a movie about it actually. I'm not going to say that... I'm not actually a fan of haunted houses. Uh, Really? I, I, no. Not, I can't say this they're my thing. Is it because they scare you or
0: is it just because they're not scary?
1: Uh... Because uh, ghosts are real,
0: bro. You believe in ghosts. Man.
1: I, I'm not saying that they scare me. I just it just doesn't seem fun to me. You'd rather watch it on a movie, so you know you're a little safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. that or I should call is. them
0: documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have? Do you have like Annabelle's, Annabelle's real. Annabelle's real. Annabelle's real. Chucky's real too, bro. I don't fuck with Chucky. Um. Do Do you do you believe in aliens though? Like, I,
1: mean, I know you you, believe in ghosts. You, you you would have to, right? You would have to? Yeah. All right. So, have, have, have all right. to? All right. Sorry. Well, so, no, all right, so it, it depends on what you think, what you define as aliens. If you think about aliens as like, oh, they have like a like a human, a human like um, body, maybe not. Maybe not. But like, uh, like actual intelligent life, I think it's possible. So, all right. So, think about this. Okay. Here we go. the The universe, right, mm-hmm. is ninety three billion light years. Yes, that's that's how big the universe is right okay. now. And on top of that, and expanding, and expanding, and yes, it's also expanding. For reference, for reference, okay. the The, the spaceship, um, Discovery. Uh, it can travel. Five miles a second. Five miles a second, okay. Yes. A second. Five miles in a second. Okay. Like say one, that's how fast it that's how fast it travel five miles. It would take that spaceship 30s 30, over 37,000 years to go one light year. Okay. Okay. That's how big one light year is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's the universe it's, is
1: 93 billion light years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if you, if you took all the people on Earth, and then stacked their lifetimes back to back, and and then allowed them to like drive this discovery ship, they still couldn't travel across the universe. Yeah. So, you, so, you, so you mean to tell me, in all that space, there's not a planet that is able to sustain life, and on that planet, that doesn't have it's not it is not as close and as far away. To a sun or a star that that gives it the ability to to have a, 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 a breathable atmosphere. Oh, I'm not saying
0: I don't believe in aliens. I, like, oh, I, I mean, oh. I think that there's definitely intelligent life out there. I mean, for me, I guess. I mean, I think we we'll, can easily agree on that. Like, I think we can easily agree that there's probably life somewhere out there. I guess for me, the question is more so like, like, do you think that there's been like any Alien contact on this planet? Like, do you think Area Fifty One is oh. like?
1: Do you oh, think oh, no, 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 I don't think that. I don't think that at all. Um, I would like to think that 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 humans are 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 dumb. Like, okay. when it comes, like, I would think that if an alien life form, like, of an alien, like, let's say, an alien race, like, was driving by Earth, yeah. <laughs> They, they can look. They can look at Earth, and they're like, "Oh, we're not landing here. It's ghetto over there. This is like, raggedy
0: <laughs> over here." G like, oh, they, not, they air. The air is dirty as fuck. G like, yeah, man. Like, so just keep going.
1: We might get the cooties or something.
0: So, um, growing up. So, growing up, like, alien movies were the ones that like fucked me up the most. Like, I I could not. There was this one called um, Martians from Mars. Do you remember? Do you remember that movie? Well, i don't think i've seen that one it was these weird like alien i think it's a comedy bro i think it's like a comedy movie but i swear to you like on everything i love i when i saw that movie when i was a shorty like i had to be like less than five or five or six, seven years old that shit had me like afraid that's one of the reasons why like i try to like sleep with the tv on or like like i can't i can't fuck with aliens bro and like you know, I definitely got to have my feet covered by the blanket because shit, <laughs> shit
1: ain't sweet over here. What? Wait, don't sleep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. the your, your question. Oh, here we so, go. so, what do you think the blanket's gonna do if an alien came in your room? Right? God, oh, stop! Okay.
0: <laughs> it's a comfort thing,
1: bro. You think the alien's gonna stop the, the blanket to stop the alien from? <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't see his feet.
0: We have to go somewhere else. <laughs> Oh, There's oh, no toes there. <laughs> <I stuck around. laughs> basically that's 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 my oh, logic bro like that's the logic that i have because it's not sweet over here it's not like so you're telling me you're comfortable sleeping with your feet exposed i didn't say that i'm about to say well,
1: I'm, not, I'm not gonna cover them because i think aliens are gonna come in though i mean that's not the only reason why i cover it's
0: them a, it's, a, it's a comfort thing when I was a shorty, like I mean, like yo, aliens. I wasn't fucking with aliens, bro. Like the monsters under the bed, fuck all that shit. I wasn't with it. Aliens, though. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm good. I, I'm I'm pretty good now.
1: I don't I don't I really feel, be. I feel you. That's why I sleep like growing up. Not so much now, but um, I couldn't sleep with the with the closet door open. That's monsters, though. That's not aliens, bro. That's monsters. I mean,
0: same thing, really. To be honest. I guess. Did you have a nightlight? Did you have a nightlight growing up? No, I didn't. Oh, damn! You different, bro. Nightlights used to hit, bro. I used to fuck with the nightlight, bro. That in a humidifier,
1: cause like oh, yeah. I definitely had a humidifier. Up. Especially, crazy. especially like in the um, in the summer times in D.C. It got so I used, yeah. to, I, used to get, I used to get nosebleeds. So man, I had a humidifier. Yeah.
0: When I was in when I was living in Columbia, like that's. It was the same thing, like because I don't even have allergies like that, but it's something about the air. I would just like be real agitated and like nosebleeds crazy. Yeah, nose crazy. So, okay, that's alien. So you don't have any, you know, alien stories? Of course not.
1: Nah, uh, just ghosts. Um,
0: um. All right, and so one of your favorites. Uh, young adult novels man like um you did talk about one of the series on a previous episode um the
1: enemy yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah.
1: um so got in your bag i I don't know
0: have you read read the have you read the one that was mentioned the that young adult romance novel to all the boys i've loved before
1: have you read no um no simply because uh, i would say like if 90 if not 100% of all the younger all the YA books that I read are Why? like like
0: <laughs> all the cool like, kids call YA everybody they do
1: they um they're all like post apocalyptic um like themes um, so that's so like, so the, like that's
0: like the genre that you kind of play in like world world war Z type shit
1: yeah so like uh like I read like the entire Hunger Games series in like a week. Um the Divergent series. I, I think I mentioned the um the uh the enemy series. It's an eight part series that's just um, like amazing. Um there's this there's this book called uh Children of, the, of Blood and Bone It's pretty good too. It's a series by um by Tommy by Tommy um Adeyemi. Um mm. so so like, um, another book called *City of Bones* by Claire. Um, I've heard of Coo- that one. Yeah, so those those are like books that they're young adult, but they can get a little graphic. Um, not so much into romance. Um, young adult, but I use I think I mentioned this I don't know if I have, but I, I use I use the the YA novels as like a like a palate cleanser almost. Um, if I'm reading like a really really heavy book, like so we just finished, we just finished, um, we just finished reading um, Water Dancer, mm-hmm. and I and then I just started um, like uh, Barracoon, about the last the last cargo or the last like slave to come from Africa, the you know the Zora Hurston's book. Yeah. So I anticipate that book is going to be pretty heavy as well. So like that's two that's two really heavy back to back books. So like hell yeah. I think I think for my next one I might pick up like like, a really light, like, young adult read, and then, you know, something, like, I don't have to pay too much attention to, yeah. it, won't, it won't drain me, and then I go back to, you know, I, something else.
0: I've been on a wave of trying to go back through the, um, some of, like, the classic ones, so, you know, I talked about, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but, you know, I'm a big Kurt Vonnegut fan, um, so, like, I have Slaughterhouse-Five, and that's another one I want to reread. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, when I was younger, there was this one series of books that, like, I was addicted to. Um, so the author's name was Brian Jocks. He's an English author, uh, and he wrote this series of books called The Red Wall Series. Have you ever heard of this? The Red Wall Series?
1: Uh, no. I'm looking at up now. Brian Jocks.
0: Yeah. Like J-O-C-K-S? J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. Oh. It's probably, like, French or some shit. It sounds French, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So Dude Must Have Wrote, like, 22 books in this series. Admittedly, I think I read the first 17 when I was younger. And the yeah. whole premise is, it's, it's so childish. The whole premise is, like, it's like a series of, like, rodents or little animals and shit. But they're, like – they're, like, um, like – it's kind of like a like a Game of Thrones type thing where it's like that, that time period of like swords and knights and all that other yeah. stuff. And you're like protecting mm-hmm. the castle. And so, But it would be like just a series of different characters. And then the characters would all like be intertwined throughout the series of books. And uh, that was like the – I think that would be counted as a, a young adult novel uh, or, or at least that category. But it was definitely like in that sort of fantasy-ish realm. Uh, and I was hooked on these. I, I I have like all the books. I think they're at my. I think they're at the bookshelf at my parents' crib, because I don't actually have them here with me. But um, I would. I wonder if I would want to go back through and read those shits. I used to have like competitions, bro. Like me and my best friend would read them and shit, and I would be like staying <laughs> up for days straight, reading reading these books. Like shit was fire, bro. Uh,
1: I, I'm looking at sidebar. I'm looking at his like profile. He was born in 1939, dog. Yeah, bro, he's big old. He, he was I mean, like, he, he, born, he was born like what? Like, he was like th- four months old, three months old when World War II started. That's, that's yeah. wild. Dude, but, dude, dude. I mean, he passed away in 2011, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but speaking of like a competition, like talking about like books that you read when you were a kid, that's yeah. how I was with, with R.L. Stein. Like, yeah. I, I read like, I had to have read like the entire Goosebumps series, but like, oh, but that's yeah. He, that's what he's known for. But I feel like the better series is the Fair Street series.
0: Like I don't think I've heard of that one. Uh,
1: Fair Street, oh, man, it's like basically like a street. Like damn it, every house on the street is haunted, yeah. and like like it's like a whole like there's like different family trees, and like it goes back generations, and you can see like who died and and which family is haunted, and it's it's crazy. It's a whole street that's haunted.
0: Did you ever read? Um, were you like a big? into like the mystery type novel type joints so like like the hardy boys like did you ever read the hardy boys
1: i don't even know what the hardy boys is
0: oh well it's like uh it was like these two i want to say they were brothers and they would basically it, it kind of reminded me of like a novel series kind of like scooby-doo but they were
1: um Bro. they were just
0: like trying to solve cases and shit like that what
1: these novels is old as hell. Yeah, bro, they're they, old as like, fuck. Nineteen twenty seven. Yeah, nineteen twenty eight. Oh shit, was
0: old, bro. Yeah, shit was old. <laughs> Damn, bro. I be in the lab, g. I be in there trying to be reading, reading, fam. Now I used to rock with the Hardy Boys. I was, I was rocking with the Hardy Boys. Um, what was the other one? Oh man, I would fuck up a wishbone book. I think I liked mystery when I was a, a shorty. I think I was, I think Ooh, I was rocking with the mystery genre. Cause I rock with Wishbone. I had the little books and shit too.
1: Um this is wild.
0: That's not that's not that's probably not young adult though. That's probably like straight child. But damn, I was really reading as a shorty, man. I'm sitting here looking at stuff. I'm like, yo, I was literate.
1: Um yeah, I mean, I like. I think it's. I think it's good to like sometimes to kind of kick back and read young adults. Not even younger. Not even younger adult, but like books that don't take too much like out of you, and you have to concentrate too much. Hell um, yeah. The, the same way, like you can like play some, like some background music and not have to pay attention too much to it, or like a yeah. TV show you can just play in the background. It's yeah. good to also have those books too. Is there a younger adult novel that you'd say is your favorite? uh uh the the um the enemy series by, by the uh, enemy Charlie series
0: Hickson.
1: yeah okay. like those are just amazing oh like all eight, and they're like, they're like pretty long books but like they're like easy reads what's long to you like what what's what's that threshold uh, for for a ya book uh three four hundred pages
0: okay so that's not like harry potter long
1: oh no 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 or like game of those long no did you read all the harry potter books I haven't read any of
0: them, bro. Okay, I'm not really. I'm not,
1: really, I I'm not really a Harry Potter fan, to be
0: honest. Dang, you're definitely about to get uh, hate mail. I, I know, that.
1: I, I know, I know, I know. You're I know. definitely about to catch all I the know. smoke for that. I'm not saying I don't like it. I just never got into it.
0: It's crazy to be like the people that are like that's not. I guess it's not crazy, but there's like some people that are like you don't know, like Harry Potter and they like get on that with you like. Hey,
1: relax, I, relax, my guy. Like, like
0: you, cho- I... like damn, like. I don't care about these little witches and wizards. Like, be cool.
1: All those, all about Harry Potter. There's a game that they play called Quidditch. Uh, Quidditch, yeah, yeah, that's just hidden. And then uh, I remember uh, we went to districts in uh, in Phoenix. And that's not I, the I one like, I went.
0: This not the one. Yeah, I went with.
1: yeah, the one you went. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, like, I was I was pulling up on ASU campus, and there were like like college students out at, at ASU I, actually playing Quidditch. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, like yo, yeah. look at all of these nerds, yo, yo. <laughs> like I feel like it's damn
0: near a club sport at some places. G, like yeah, it probably is. If like, they go to practice, that's what I'm saying. Like they'd be like, "All right, guys, quidditch practice." Like everybody reread the Sorcerer's Stone. Like let's get it. <laughs> oh. Their strategy.
1: Wow, crazy,
0: <laughs> crazy. So, um, I don't know what I would say. My my favorite YA book is, to be honest um can i take a rain check can i just
1: oh yeah why not can take a rain check You can do whatever we want <laughs>
0: honestly it's our fucking podcast the <laughs> fuck not, <dude? laughs> all right good shit dog so all right man since we're talking about um books and things that we like it only makes sense to go to a personal favorite segment um avm so I'll have let us let you go first this week, man. Um, for our AVM okay. segment, where we talk about our audio, visual, and mental recommendation for the week.
1: All right, all right. So, um, this week my audio is John tried to throw shade at me. Um, hey, tried to throw shade at me earlier this this podcast. Uh, my audio this week is uh, is actually too hot to handle. Uh, <laughs> Like, it's a, um, it's a, I don't know what to call it. It's a, rea- it's like a reality. Whoa, wait, that's your video. That's my audio. I mean, it's not my video, my video, sorry. Yeah, that's your video. Anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's my video. So, um, too, too hot to handle. Uh, I think it's a, it's it like a, uh, Reality. Show. I, I think this is a reality, reality show. show. It's a reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, the theme. I mean, the the, the theme of the show is they invite all of these like young, attractive people to an island, and they think they're coming to the island to just have a good time and like you know, like all of them are basically all the the people that come in are part of the the hookup culture. Like, oh, you know, I swipe left on. <laughs> i swipe. I, I swipe right on 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 uh tinder and i try to you know like fuck as many people as possible uh so what they don't know is the hookup. What they don't know is, yeah what they don't <laughs> what they don't know is um the rules of the of the show is that you cannot um they can basically have you can have physical contact but you can't like kiss you can't like grope um You can't even masturbate in the show. And you each can't time
0: masturbate, you... I'm sorry, I shouldn't no. have said that
1: like that. Damn, I like guess <laughs> <creep>. I can't <laughs> sound like a creep. <laughs> so it's, 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 the, the show is the show is um, four, four weeks long, and then basically um, there's the the prize of hundred thousand dollars. They don't say like who gets hundred thousand dollars. They just say there's gonna be a winner. But each time somebody breaks the rules, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each time somebody breaks the rules, then there's like the 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 uh, the prize money gets deducted. Dog,
0: don't 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 spoil anything because I gotta watch I'm, this stuff.
1: I'm not. But um, so then like some people leave and some people come in like like a typical show like that. Okay. Like and then uh, yeah, it gets pretty wild. Like I just if you were to tell me there's a chance I can have a hundred thousand dollars, but I couldn't have any type of gratification for a month. What could I do it? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm gonna try to get that hundred thousand dollars. Dog, I do that shit for free. Like, that would
0: be an easy hunt. Hundred... You said what? Not for free. I mean, no, I'm, no. I'm saying like, I, I go four, four weeks without gratification for free. Like, if it's a hundred thousand dollars, that's easy, bro.
1: But like, here's the thing though: you're surrounded by all these beautiful people, and like, like, imagine like if, like, if oh, yeah, we talked about this early in the show. If Sierra was there, right? Bro, I could, and then and then and then and then C- and Sierra's like, you, you're like you, you're on the beach side, lay, lay on lay on your like, on a cabana, right? right. And Sierra comes and lays next to you, and then, like she kind of, um, she kind of like just jumps on like on your lap, yeah. And, sh- and tries to kiss you. Yeah. So you're like, nah, nah, I'm good. i mean, like, also, you're married, you have three kids. No. I mean, well, okay, let's say, let's say, let's say, for instance, you have production. Zendaya. I said, yeah, Yeah. 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 And like and like on a show, there's like a, a, a AI, I forgot the AIs name okay. the AI says, says all the rules you so can see everything, okay, so AI's like, oh, you know, I've noticed that you and you, you and Zendaya have like been having an emotional connection, and,
0: yeah. you have to we go. Have.
1: and then and now I was saying, like, oh, you guys are really having a connection. You can spend a night in the fantasy suite where like it's just. Yeah. Just you two, and then but if you, like the rules still apply, mm. so you can you can have sex with her. Mm. a huge penalty. How
0: much would that sex cost me?
1: I'm not gonna tell you because damn gonna... ah, how much and would you, I... you don't know? You don't know Ooh. and mind you, like Ooh. it's it's taking money from everyone else too, not just not just you and not just her.
0: Dang. Okay, so so here we go. Let's let's do let's do. Okay, let's let's do this. Okay. So you, I mean, you've seen the show, but okay, so it's you and Tracy Ellis Ross, you know what I'm saying? Y'all get to be in a little suite, right? Is there a number? Is there a number you'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." Yeah, of course. What's the number? What's the number? Like it's gonna come out of the 100,000.
1: 10. 10 racks. Easy, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna tell you why. Okay. This is this is actually this is actually Tracy Ellis Ross, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually
0: Tracy Ellis Ross. All right, all right, and she like, right, and she and she sits next to you and she's like, "Wow, Tunde, like you're you're so in shape. Like you you must run a lot or something." And you're gonna be like, "I really have a passion for that. Like, and I think you're just so beautiful." And then she like kisses you on the cheek or some shit. You're getting those buckets.
1: Yeah, because like we're like like me and her like after that, it's, like I think. I think, um, <laughs> I think that ten thousand is is a good amount of money to spend to enter a relationship with Tracy Ellis Ross. What if it was the whole hundred thousand? I think I think a hundred thousand is good. Like this is Tracy Ellis Ross, right? So like, <laughs> we're, 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 we're about to get married after this because because <laughs> you know, usually you know. Like, you're a you would know, risk it all, I, basically. I, 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 it all. I'm, I'm, how can I put this? Um, I'm gonna put forth my 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 my, my best foot forward.
0: Yes, yes. To, you're, to, gonna to give, point, to, to, you're gonna give it your all. You're gonna
1: give it your all. Yeah, I'm gonna give the old college try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so I think I think Chelsea Alice Ross, Ross's net worth is more than a hundred thousand dollars. So once we exactly. get married, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get to make that money back.
0: Oh, okay, so what if it was a broke chick who looked like Tracy Ellis Ross? Does that change it? Like I'm talking yeah, about yeah. She, like she's like a doppelganger for Tracy Ellis Ross, but she works at FedEx
1: that that changes things,
0: so is it still ten racks though? I feel like ten racks would still work, right she probably yeah. doesn't have all the crazy shit. I'm sure like Tracy Ellis Ross got hella crazy. You know what I'm saying You could run that you could run that ten Gs easy,
1: yeah. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely risking 10 G's. Yeah, because I was gonna say like like for a hundred
0: racks, like Zendaya's getting any and everything she wants from me, like, you know, and then I'm just gonna be a stay at home dad while she just has her movie career. You feel me? Like, and I'm supportive. I'm supportive as hell. Um and yeah, like yeah. man, but ten racks if you just look like her, I mean that's I mean, that's a- you- that's not a hard decision. That's not a hard decision at
1: all. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so yeah, so that that's the show too out to handle. I I watched the whole thing in one day. Um, cause I was I, I was writing exams that day. I had to write two exams. So again, it's one of those shows that you don't have to really really pay attention to. So I was able to just like, have it on in the background and just like, glance up at the TV. So it's only eight episodes. I Watched it in a day. Are oh, they like an hour each? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh Let's
0: get to the other ones. Damn, we just really went down a uh, a whole rabbit hole on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that, that that was my visual. Um for my audio, uh, I think I was talking to you about this when we had like our pre show prep, whatever. I yeah. know I've been really heavy on the Gazelda and like yes, whatever. But so on Friday, so so Benny, Benny the Butcher, who's like one third of Griselda, he um he has like his own like like it's like group, like like under Gazelda, called uh, uh BSF or uh, Black Soprano Family, and so they released they released a uh, a single and a video for the single on Friday. The song is called uh The Mob, D A, Mob, and it features it features uh, Rick Hyde, and um and he, I think the song is amazing. I like I like all the metaphors like. They bring like, cause you know they're all from, they're also like, Griselda's from Buffalo, and uh, and like Rick Hyde and he were also from Buffalo as well, and they mm-hmm. they bring like a lot of like '90s basketball references that like I think are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like one of, like the one like one of the lines, um, talks about like um how Anthony Mason they come out like he like he like traveled on the East Coast to like mm-hmm. you know. Like you know, of course, you know a lot of the raps talk about selling drugs. It's like okay. it's like he hit, he has shot it and then hit Miami, and then back to New York. He talks about like he's basically the Anthony Mason of the, the drug game, like going up and down these cities. Wow, so, what a uh, uh, what a metaphor. Yeah, so like I really like that song. So I'm gonna post. I think I will post it, the link to the video instead. But they got a they uh, got a music again, video
0: for it. They got a music video for yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I don't know how they shot it in quarantine, but. I think I think they shot it in a way. They're not like I think they have social distancing as well. So they're not all like all like hooked up on top of each other like in the yeah. video. And it's just like them in like in like a background. But I think the video's pretty cool. Um so that's that's my um that's my audio. And for my mental, um I picked a book called uh Men We Read, like Reaped, Like R E A P E D. Uh, by Jasmine Ward. a uh, Jasmine sorry, Jasmine Ward. So uh, Memory We Reaped is uh is a memoir that that she wrote uh twenty like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there and she's she's from Mississippi and uh, basically she talks about these five these five men like each chapter is dedicated to a man um that that, that she knows somehow out of their family or uh, friends of the family. And these five men all died, you know, for whatever reason. Some might have been murdered by by a police officer. Some, like, got hit. One person, I think, got hit by, like, uh, a drunk driver, but the the dude who hit him got off because he's like, a rich white man. And this is Mississippi, of course. So he got Mm -hmm. off. And then um, uh, one died by suicide. So basically, she talks about, um, like, the, like, like the generational like inheritance of like trauma and and loss and struggle and how um, these five men were like all like taken before their time. And um I think the book is like really, really powerful. It in it like talks about like the intersection of of like um of like class and race and also what like what it means to be like a, a black man living in, in Mississippi. So yeah. um like she's, I think she's a, like a really, really powerful writer. Um, yeah. So, um, J- uh, Jasmine Ward, uh, "The Men We Read," that's a really, really good book.
0: Yeah, and again, we'll, you know, we'll have all the links in the description, and we'll also do like a separate post with more information about all of our uh, our recommendations. Um, so, all right, so I think that's everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my turn. All right, so um, for my AVM. All right, so, you know, last week I did Kid Cudi's new single. Uh, and just this past Friday, Travis Scott and he released another single called The Scots for Travis Scott and Scott Mescety, Um AKA Kid Cudi. So I went back in my archives of Travis Scott Heat. I've been a I've been a fan of Travis Scott's for a while now, and so the recommendation that I had because I try to have everything at least on like Spotify or mm-hmm. Apple Music was his album Rodeo. So you're not a you're not a old fan of Travis. You kind of no. been rocking with his new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think Rodeo is. Uh, I want to say it's his was his first his debut studio album in 2015 yeah 2015 and so you know that came with like a a, a really good uh, mixtape but you know some of the big singles on there were like 3500 with two chains and other songs like that but overall it was a really good album um it was you know for a debut album you know he had already kind of got his clout working with Ye And other big artists. Um, And then by the time he dropped this album, like, you know, his features were crazy. Uh, And this is where he just kind of started this takeoff that we see now. Uh, I wanted to just put a caveat in there for the mixtape that I first heard when I became a fan of Travis Scott, and that was Owl Pharaoh, Owl Pharaoh, which I wanna say came out two years before that. Yeah. 2013, Al Faro, yeah. Um that was his like solo mixtape, that was his first project there. Um so uh, you know, Travis is obviously, you know, going crazy. He got a Kardashian pregnant, so he secured the bag on top <laughs> of his own money. Uh but those two projects were like the things that got me started on Travis Scott. Um so um, those are my audio recommendations. What's up?
1: Really quickly, um I know you mentioned Kid Cudi um and earlier I asked you if you watch Westworld. I know you say you couldn't get into it, but he I, was I
0: couldn't watch season two, bro. I couldn't yeah, get to season two.
1: He had a prominent role in last night's episode of Westworld. He did a great job. Oh shit. He's been, you know, he's he's been he's done quite a lot of acting roles.
0: Like mm-hmm. uh did you ever see the HBO show How to Make It in America?
1: Yeah, oh, I love that show. That was such
0: a good and they they canceled yeah. after two
1: seasons, like blown, blown crazy.
0: Blown. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so I mean, I talked about it last week, but that's why I'm excited for the the Netflix show that he has, you know, coming out that was on the back of his other signal, uh, other single. So you know, in in light of Cuddy being very active right now, um, you know, I I did talk about the Scots that he released with Travis, but um, yeah, Cutter is the man, G. I rock with, I rock with Scott Mescudi, heavy. Um, okay, so video. I also went trashy reality TV. It's the easiest to do uh, because I've been also watching mindless things in the background. And so boom, 90 day fiance on Hulu. I have, I have (laughs) went, (laughs) I have went in my bag. I'm talking about, I've watched season one through five. I haven't even seen the most recent one with no neck ed, but man, that show is absurd. The whole premise is that, you know, there's somebody in America and they meet someone abroad whether it's on vacation or on a dating quote unquote dating website and then they are they're like oh my god i love you and then they do the k1 visa which says that once you come to the united states you have 90 days to get married to the person um you've seen some episodes of 90 day fiancé yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah um, like, i actually just um i got home today uh, from my from my half, uh, my girlfriend was actually watching like I think the most recent episode.
0: Shout out to Callie, man! She watches good shows because she watches the shows that I watch. Um, <laughs> Here you go. I watch fire TV only, um, but man, like the one thing is, you know, I I really find myself sitting there being hella judgmental, like. And the thing is, I've really come to believe, or or just feel like I want the international folks to win, like because some of the. Americans are so dumb. Like any mm-hmm. any older white lady that goes to a Caribbean island and finds a, a dude who's half her age and thinks that they're in it for love. Like I'm sorry. Like I think I think you a goofy G. Like
1: oh yeah, for sure.
0: Like you're a big goofy. Like like
1: you like you deserve to like to like get get taken get for a card. Get finessed, yo. Yeah, as you soon know like. They sign that papers and they, because official, like, you know, he's like, if, oh, I, I'm, I'm peacing out.
0: Can, you know, this is. I was playing with this idea the other day, but, you know, like if times was hard, like, I don't, I don't think that I would be upset if I got fleeced for a green card. You know what I'm saying? If I got like a good five year marriage out of the deal, is that bad? Like, what if I went to Colombia or, like, I went to Brazil and I had, like, a baddie? A baddie.
1: But then... The, I mean, I would be upset because, like, she doesn't want me for me. Right?
0: I mean, but she would still love me for the time. No, I'm is good. that sad? Is that sad as hell? Do I sound sad as fuck right now?
1: Kind of, right now. You sound like one of them, <laughs> sound like one of them dudes who loves <laughs> his mother. <laughs> and
0: oh man oh man i'm screaming for the bottom of the barrel i'm just like you know hey man like you could just love me for like two three years it's fine i would Mm -hmm. definitely i would definitely do a prenup though but i wouldn't do like one of the rude ones i would do one where it's like yo like here go like you know 20 racks you know go your way and have a good life shorty this Mm is i need a hug okay let's keep it moving bro um damn this is this is this is crazy so on my on my mental suggestion uh i have the book modern romance <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> have you read oh, this no have read i
1: haven't i didn't even know he i didn't even know he had a book
0: so uh, yeah the book is uh modern Ron- romance by aziz ansari it came out i want to say 2015 and you know <laughs> there's a joke somewhere in there about how his life has been in modern romance since 2015 but i'll leave that alone um uh, i actually think it's a really good book uh it, it, and it really just talks about he he works with this um i want to say like a sociologist is the co-author of the book uh-huh. um, at the time that i first heard of heard it um he was on a book tour uh with this a doctor and I went and saw like the live you know telling of the the book and kind of some of the thoughts on it um but at a high level right the, the name is pretty straightforward it kind of talks about all the different things that are a symptom of the way dating has kind of become so virtualized uh and interestingly enough it's not something that's so uncommon you know I actually have a coworker who met his wife through a newspaper ad, right? And so, like, this isn't, like, an unfamiliar concept, but people have just taken it, put it on the phone, and, you know, just all the different, you know, challenges, strategies, and things like that that kind of come with that. I, myself, am not on any dating apps. I have used them in the past. Um, I, I don't think it's for me, but... In terms of like just a really interesting read and kind of understanding like you know how a lot of the stuff is just a sign of the times um i highly recommend it okay Okay. remind me remind me next week not to put anything love related in my avm so if i could i got you i got
1: i got you this got
0: dark really fast jesus christ um so on that note dog all
1: right right. yeah so so, yeah, so now that we've uh, left, you know, you all with things to check out until next time we meet up, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the show. So first and foremost, we want to thank you, everyone, for listening. You can always stay connected with us by email at summer16podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns or any hypotheticals, just, you know, hit us there um by email or you can stay connected with our show's Instagram, summer16pod. Or, lastly, on our Facebook page, Summer 16 Podcast. All the links will be in the description. And if you enjoy the content and want to help us grow and also provide better shows going forward, I think this is episode five. Uh, we're trying to multiply that by a million. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't hesitate to drop something on our Cash App. Uh, dollar sign, Summer 16 Pod. You know, anything helps. Until next time, a whole lot of gang shit. Gang, gang, gang. Stay safe, everybody. Peace. (laughs) Peace.